action. Lights, camera, action. And we're rolling. Oh, we're, we're rolling, you say? We're live? Yeah. Well, good play the theme tune. Oh, please Let's play the theme tune. The theme tune's going. Okay. You might be able to hear it now. Good evening and welcome to another 14 words and uh, I don't know whether you know I don't know whether you know but it's still a complete mystery as to who left the cocaine in the White House the, it, could, it, could a UAP have left it there oh, but in completely unrelated news Hunter Biden's been spotted in the White House recently <laughs> yeah been seized dad was he the big man the big did you see the whatsapp leak the big man where he was shaking I, I down know. that Chinese executive I don't know why Hunter Biden refers to his dad as Pedo Pete. I assume it's a term of endearment. Must be. He was touching children again this week as well. Did you see it? Allegedly. No, he did. It's on. It's on a. It's what on he video. nibbled? I believe the phrase was nibbled. Oh, so, yeah. It nibbled yeah. a child. He's giving a child oral sex. Aren't old yeah. people funny? There's a video recording of um, uh, Mr. Biden going. And he's talking to like a 10 year old girl and say, Hey, can I tell you a secret? And he leans in. He doesn't say anything to her, he just sniffs her. Mm. And uh, it just acts completely nonplussed that he's being recorded. Yeah, it's, well, it's perfectly it's perfectly normal behaviour. What are you talking about, I bet? It's. Uh, I'm just starting to wonder who's the American equivalent of Jimmy Savile <laughs> for completely unrelated reasons. Yeah. He can't control his hands. Hmm. He can't control his his uh, continents. <laughs> well, you heard, you heard about that Tommy farted in front of Camilla, and Camilla thought it was like the most hilarious thing ever. She be te- then she was like telling people for weeks afterwards about how funny it was. And didn't he follow through when he met he met the Pope as well? Did <laughs> yeah, build his unders. This is all perfect, well, perfectly normal when, behaviour. Well, for an 80-year-old man, it is, yeah. And uh, King Charles, because he's the king now, I have to remind myself of that, yeah. he was just like, he was leading him around, holding him by the hand, because Biden was just having another senior moment and didn't know where he was. <laughs> it's all perfectly normal, nothing to see here. Oh, as uh, 5D Lizard says... Uh, Biden shitting himself is just a distraction from Jerry Nadler shitting himself. Yeah, well, are they trying to distract from Jerry Nadler shitting himself? Yeah. The only disclosure is going to be to distract from when Jerry Nadler shit himself. Yeah. Jerry Nadler shitting himself must be hidden. Mm. Nice. Well, I finished my dinner before the show started. Mm. Mm, yeah. We've got a mouthful. Well, 
The thing is, it's um, it's Thursday, it's seven o'clock, and it's gyro day. So shall we um, shall we kick off on tonight's hop topic? I don't, I don't think we have gyro day anymore. Hold on, I'm no, gonna have to share the screen so you know what I'm doing. At the moment, gyro day was when the government would give you a cheque for being unemployed. Mm. Yeah, you go down the weather spoons and spend it all. Very much. But yeah, when you're ready, I'll kick off on tonight's hot topic. So if anyone's got anything else to add, go for it. If not, we shall begin. What's the topic? Topic about um, story. Titanic. It's in. The, it's in. The, it's in. Yeah, it's in the. Uh, it's in the. Um, in the. In the name, Titanic. In the footsteps of Frederick Fleet. So it's kind of a follow-up to the one we did some time ago. Um, called Mysteries of the Titanic, uh, where we looked at the various conspiracies, myths, and psychic premonitions surrounding the doomed liner. So if you remember the that one, like We're all yeah. doomed. But due to copyright infringement, casual racism, and uh, general overuse of language of the gutter, yeah. uh, the episode is no longer available on YouTube. It is, however, uh, an implication. It, well, it's yeah, it it's is. available on the audio feed, as are all of our episodes, right the way back to episode two. Yeah, you can listen Anchor. to it on, uh, was it Libsyn slash 14 words? Anchor FM, anchor.fm forward slash 14 words. Oh, yeah, I should have remembered it. Wanker.fm. Um, it's also, I think it's also aggregated out to loads of other stuff, so you can find it on Spotify and all kinds of stuff. I think even Apple, I think it's even on Apple Podcasts. Is it? Yeah, surprised they're in that because they're like they're like lefties, aren't they? So they yeah, they probably want are. Yeah. Anyway. I, think, I think we fly under the radar and <laughs> a few people that mm. watch it. <laughs> well, we used to have more viewers, didn't we? Yeah, we so, and then, many, you know, then the so, internet yeah. happened. Yeah, it's not as popular as it was, but anyway, we persist. Yeah, but anyway, all right then. Uh, so tonight we're going to follow up. Let's follow up that episode and take a more in-depth look at the person whose job it was to see the iceberg uh, uh, that sank the Titanic. So he didn't see the iceberg in time and ultimately is responsible for the biggest fuck-up. So he didn't get shoved... He, 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 didn't, yeah. he didn't, get, didn't get shoved off a perfectly sized door for two... Ah. He, he didn't get shoved off a, a two-people door like yeah, happened yeah. at he, the end of Titanic. Uh, are you going to do the disclaimer? It wasn't the Titanic what sunk. Well, end. we covered that, we in, the last that in the last one, didn't we? Beyond yeah, reasonable yeah. doubt. So, if you want to hear yeah. it, go to um, the anchor.fm thingy. And yeah. yeah. Search for Titanic. We go through that, and also we go through the um, the psychic premonitions, and also we look at look at the background of the Titanic as well. And it was, um, and I was quite pleased with the effort of that night, and I was disappointed when it was taken down. I particularly liked the poop deck. Which was uh, um, a deck covered in shit, so that Poop was all deck. right. Yeah, if you get the if you get the gag. But anyway, all right then. You probably uh, would gag, wouldn't um, you? If you had a deck covered in shit. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call it the poop deck in the beginning. I think of another word for it. Shit deck. A bit like um, yeah. Um, so anyway, what we're going to do is look at the life of Frederick Fleet, and we're going to review his actions on that fateful night, and also. Well, that's the wrong one. I'm going to get up close and personal, and with a visit to some of the key locations of his life. And not like you did with Steve Felton, then. Well, similar, similar sort of thing. Similar, similar. 
Um, so anyway, so join me tonight as we go on a journey and follow in the footsteps of Titanic lookout Frederick Fleet. What's the so, first picture? Uh, picture number one is called. Ah, uh, it's not. Yeah, Link's picture number one. I've labelled them in order. It's called one. So what is it? A picture. I can't get. I can't get it. It is right. a picture of. Ah, right. I see it. Can get, so yeah, you would be. Right, fair enough. So, all right then. No, don't mind. I'll leave you to work that out. I'm nearly there. The numbers. Yeah, good. Okay then. So, anyway, we're all familiar with the story of the Titanic, but we'll just um, have a quick refresher. Well, we of, all uh, we do, we don't really know what happened to the Titanic, but we do know what happened to the Olympic. Yeah, the general vibe though. We'll have a quick refresher. I won't go to it in too much detail as we're all we're all bored shitless of it by now. <laughs> so, anyway, though, we've heard it enough. Fucking Titanic was one of. Just think, there are adults well. alive now that ne that weren't weren't alive to watch the original Titanic film. Exactly. Yeah. No, there's no survivors left either of Titanic. There was a baby that survived into the 2000s, but she's gone there. So anyway. I'll, I'll, survive, I'll survive the film coming out, just mm, about. I did, yeah. I avoided it like the plague. Yeah. But anyway, Titanic was one of three Olympic-class liners built by the White Star Line in Belfast and was launched in April 1912. At the time, it was the biggest ship ever built. And was top of its class in terms of luxury. And you forgot unsinkable. Well, <laughs> it, it never actually called itself unsinkable. Some of the trade magazines did say it was unsinkable, yeah. but um, it never actually the, the White Star Line never itself said it was unsinkable. Uh, so um, it was designed to with with uh, it was designed to withstand some pretty um, pretty severe accidents, but obviously. Obviously, not all accidents. Not well. icebergs. Like, they had exactly. a blind spot for icebergs, didn't they? Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, so yeah, it was top of its uh, class in terms of luxury, comfort, and state-of-the-art technology. Okay, the ship's maiden voyage began on the 12th of April from Southampton at noon. Within minutes of the ship's departure, the Titanic passed the liner SS New York. The huge water displacement the ship made caused the New York's mooring cables to snap and swung towards the Titanic. Captain Smith of the Titanic ordered the ship's engines to be put full astern and the tugboat pulled the New York away. A collision was avoided by a distance of four feet and the Titanic's departure was delayed by an hour. Some saw this event as a bad omen. And considering what happened three days later, they were right. But anyway, okay then. Incidentally, just over seven months earlier, Captain Smith was in charge of Titanic's sister ship, the Olympic. The ship departed Southampton and went into the Solent where it had a collision with warship HMS Hawk, causing a huge hole in the side of Olympic and putting it out of service for two weeks to be repaired. So... Captain Smith did have a history of being a bit cack-handed, and um, the best was yet to come. Anyway, so, Titanic eventually managed to leave Southampton and headed to Schorburg in France, then on to Queenstown in Ireland to pick up more passengers. And uh, though the ship had a maximum capacity of... Is that where Leonardo DiCaprio got on? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, no, he would have been Ireland, wouldn't he? Uh, oh, so. right, okay. 
Though the, the ship had a capacity of 3,320 people, the number of people travelling on the maiden voyage was only 2,240. And that was passengers and crew. Uh, the ship then headed off into the Atlantic to New York, with an arrival date scheduled for the 17th of April, a journey that was never to be completed. And the picture we can see there, um, that's actually... That is the last known photo of the Titanic on the, on the surface of the ocean. So that is there. Um, it was taken during her maiden voyage at Crosshaven Island just after the vessel departed Queenstown. Yeah, so there you go. Well, they got a photo bombed by that boat, boat, didn't they? Yeah. Anyway, so the first three days of the voyage passed without incident. Uh, but on the 13th and 14th of April ship received a number of warnings from other ships of drifting ice in the area uh, off the gra off the off the in the area of the grand banks of newfoundland um so captain smith received the ice warnings and was aware of icebergs in the and area and then he said nah it'll be fine um, yeah yeah exactly but uh, what did he do about it uh i'll tell you what he did about it Fuck all. <laughs> so there we go. That's what he, he did. Fuck all about it. Couldn't give a shit. So anyway, if we have a look at the next picture there. We well, apparently he was um, he was on a bit of a race, weren't he? He wanted to be the first to the quickest. No, they say that, but we're, yeah, they, that's the rumor. But here we go. There's the actual. That's the um, that's the Titanic there going through the ice field. Um, now, can you tell me what's wrong with that picture? If you ever study this, I think we did have this question last time. Can you tell me what is actually wrong? There's something wrong with that picture. We can see Titanic there, but um, is a uh, Hobbit there? Is he still stuffing his face? Because we can see. Yeah. yeah well, the, the one thing which comes to mind oh. in this is uh, mm. that the four uh, chimneys are belching smoke. Now I'm mm. told there's only three chimneys which yeah. were actual yeah. smokers, and the four formers used to store deck chairs. That's well, yeah, that's pretty much right. Yeah, you can see there this smoke coming out of all four uh, funnels. The fourth funnel was actually mainly put there for show to make the, the ship look more impressive. Though it was used for ventilation of other kind, it wasn't used to extract fumes from the engine room. So, so people so back then, they were like, three chimneys, that's wank. Is that, yeah, is that... four chimneys. So when they, see, when they saw that the fourth chimney, that made them come. So yeah. yeah. So basically, that, that picture's bollocks. So yeah, and why is this smoke like being pushed downwards? Yeah, exactly, because it was a, a calm night, so we wouldn't have there would be no wind. Anyway, Titanic continued to steam at full speed, which was standard practice at the time. Although they were not trying to set a speed record, timekeeping was a priority, and under prevailing maritime practices, ships were often operated at close to full speed. Ice warnings were seen as advisories and reliance was placed upon lookouts and the watch on the bridge. At 11.40pm on the 14th of April, lookout Frederick Fleet spotted an iceberg immediately ahead of the Titanic and alerted the bridge. First officer William Murdoch ordered the ship to be steered around the iceberg and the engines to be reversed. Can I know if you were but, going for a job and they go, previous job, I was the lookout on the Titanic. Yeah. Yeah, I would lie on my CV to be honest. But I, I've done that as well, I, and also I wouldn't put that. Well, on my you need to look out on the Titanic, is it? 
Well, we don't know. It's, you know, I, if I am, I, that's not on my LinkedIn page. So anyway, I, I've omitted that. So anyway. Um. Anyway, where were we? Okay, so um, yeah, so um, Murdoch ordered the ship to be steered around the iceberg and the engines to be reversed, but it was too late. Um, the starboard side of Titanic struck the iceberg, creating a series of holes below the waterline, allowing water to rush in, and soon it became clear that the ship was going to sink. Okay, so right, it was a right ship mess. Now, there were 20 lifeboats on the ship, which would carry a maximum of 1,178 people. This would mean about half the passengers on the Titanic would not have space in a lifeboat. Um, but it did comply with the outdated safety regulations of the day. The ship had been designed to carry 32 lifeboats, but this was reduced to 20 as it was felt that the deck would be too cluttered. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, you don't want those lifeboats cluttering up mm, the fucking deck, do you? Exactly, yeah. It's not like you're going to use them anyway, Mm. is it? Exactly, especially in an unsinkable ship. Yeah. But the thing is, they had enough... They had enough lifeboats to comply with regulations, so you know the whole thing was a bit fucked up. But anyway, yeah, okay. So, when the ship sank, the lifeboats that had been lowered only filled up to an average of sixty percent. This is partly due to people not wanting to get into lifeboats, thinking it was safer to stay on the ship. But as it became uh, apparent that it the was ship safer was sinking, to stay on a sinking ship. Well, they thought it was unsinkable, didn't they? You know, they thought, well, maybe just people are, you know, the ship was sinking slowly, so there was no panic initially. There was no thinking, no, it's not sinking. And look at those fucking idiots getting into lifeboats. You wouldn't catch me out there. Yeah. So, anyway. You wouldn't catch me dead on one of those lifeboats. Exactly. (laughs) As it became apparent that the ship was sinking, havoc broke out on deck as people scrambled to get into the remaining lifeboats. Uh, in order to calm people down at this time, Titanic bandmaster Will, uh, Wallace Hartley. Got oh, is there any is there any the... truth to the you know the bit from the film where they're shooting people who are trying to get on the boats? Um, I don't think they shot people directly, but they did fire sh- shots into the air yeah. to um, you know shit people up to yeah. tell them to say right stop fucking about you know. Yeah, but I don't know think anyone was shot directly, but anyway, especially as bandmaster William Hartley got his band to play some music as the ship went down. Um, that guy fucking mad or what? The ship was sinking and he says, right guys, let's play some music. So, <laughs> yeah. If I was in his band, I'd tell the fucking mad cunt to get fucked. I'm getting into a lifeboat, mate. What's, not standing here. What's this? He's got a good beat. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. Anyway. Okay, then. So, there you go. 706 people survived the disaster. Uh, they were conveyed by the uh, ship, the Carpathia, to New York. Which just happens to be the, in the area. It wasn't. It was miles away. That was miles away. The California was in the area. But oh, the California. Which, which yeah. is the one that was, you know, uh, just hanging around there for no real reason. But they, the California, they, in fact, yeah. they did see... They they said that they did see, um, you know, flares going up and shit, but didn't didn't do anything about it. Well, there's the, the, the wireless... thing about the telegraph, isn't there? Um, yeah. The, what were the orders about the telegraph to not pay any attention to incoming telegraphs or something like that? Weren't it from the captain? Yeah, because they were paid. They were paid to. Um, it was a bit like it was a bit like email. So 
So people were sending their relatives and whatever, saying, "Oh, we'll be there on on uh, on Tuesday or whatever, and have a nice time." And those those were taking precedence over the more pressing ones coming from other ships, saying, yeah. "Watch out for icebergs," because they were getting paid. But anyway, yeah. obviously, obviously, okay, ex- excellent captaining skills from Captain Nobed. Uh, yeah, exactly. So. 1,517 people died in the disaster. It was believed that Titanic sank in one piece, but upon discovery of the wreck in 1985, it was revealed that the ship had broken into two. Um, All the remaining passengers and crew were immersed in water at a temperature of minus 2 degrees C. So that was... They didn't last long in that. Apart from that bitch in Titanic who shoved him off the fucking door, but they'd have been both fine on that door, wouldn't they? Yeah, plenty big enough to that door. He could have done better than her as well. He was back. He was like um, punching below his weight. Yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Rose, that was it. Rose, yeah, that cow. Anyway, (laughs) only only five people who were in the water were held into lifeboats. the lifeboats had room for almost 500 more people. The whole thing was a complete fuck-up, basically. The worst was yet to come as a result of the disaster when, in 1997, James Cameron served up that pile of shit for us to waste three hours of our life watching. So, oh, they've done the super mega cut yet? Yeah, well, it was about four hours long. Oh, there are some good Titanic films out there, including a um, including a porno version. Raise, raise the Titanic. Right. There was that one. Raise yeah, the Titanic, was, weren't there? Oh, right, no, there's also a porno. That one's quite good, but there's a porno version called Titan Dick, where Rose gets tag teamed and then spit roasted by two well hung studs from third class, whilst Jack pleasures himself whilst watching. So pretty <laughs> good. So there was an informal but informative review of the Titanic disaster. So what we'll do now then, um, we'll have a bit more of an in-depth look at the man who should have seen the iceberg but didn't and um, it was ultimately uh, the man who sank the Titanic. So... Well, not so, really, not really, because that captain was a mad bastard. He probably wouldn't listen to he was, anyway. But, he was, but you could, you know, you knew that. The guy whose job it was to see the iceberg, really, he should have seen the iceberg sooner. I hate really, icebergs. Full steam yeah. ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, okay then. So, with the summer upon Yeah, but he was just the tip of, of the iceberg. Oh, that was iceberg stuck up my arse, uh. wasn't it? <laughs> Icebergs should fuck off back to where they came from. Alaska. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, with the summer now upon us, I had to think of something to fill up the long summer days. So what I decided to do was head to Southampton and see what I could find. Fascination and sheer boredom led me to follow in the footsteps of Titanic lookout Frederick Fleet. So then, let's begin. So... The journey to follow in the footsteps of Frederick Fleet started on the 24th of July, uh, not July, June, sorry, headed south towards Fleet's hometown of Southampton. My residence for the trip was to be Ashurst campsite in the New Forest, about five miles to the west of Southampton. Is that near Linda? It is, yeah, Linda is there. The New Forest is a hotbed of 14 activity, Uh, alien big cats, phantom black dogs, ghosts, British Bigfoot, witchcraft, 
And man beer pig. Didn't, the name didn't, you, didn't you black out one night whilst drinking? And the I did, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, that was unusual. <laughs> and I can't remember anything about that night when yeah. I was there. And we did cover this in that in a, in a previous edition. And you, and you woke, woke up unusual. and someone had puked in your pockets and shit in your pants. Well, it, there was ectoplasm everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So. But anyway, they weren't the reason for my visit. And had I had any encounters of that type, then it would have just been a bonus. I've been to Asher's campsite numerous times and can recommend it. There's plenty of space for tents and caravans in the forestry setting. Wild horses roam the site, which is nice. But be careful, as they do try and go inside your tent, as they know there's probably food in there. Oh, hold on. Some... Got, a bit, got a bit of a yeah. movie trivia. Night to Remember, yeah. Barry Norman's dad directed it. Do you remember Barry really? Norman? The film mm. guy. I remember Barry Norman. Um, Night to Remember is actually a good Titanic film. Actually, uh, it's in black and white. It's from the fifties, but yeah, that's probably a better film than the um, whatever that one is we saw. Anyway, I've had some horse encounters over the years, and on that visit, uh, one of the long... around. yeah, dun, they were horses. One of the long-faced fuckers tried to eat my book that I was reading about Fred West. So I managed to save the book when it was covered in horse saliva, and I had to dry it out. Um. The toilet and the shower block are clean, and the staff are helpful. And about two minutes from the site is a train station and a selection of takeaways if you can't be asked to cook using one of those poxy gas stoves. So that's pretty good. And there's a co-op and a BP garage nearby. Um, most importantly, there's two pubs. Uh, that's about a minute's walk from the site. The New Forest Inn, which is a Fuller's pub. A bit pricey. Well, you might as well go for the full review. How much, a night, how much a night was it? It was pretty good. I think it was uh, three nights, but 70 quid for three nights, which was good. Oh, was, not yeah, too it wasn't bad. bad. Yeah, not too bad. The Fuller's Pub, though, that's a bit shit. And then you've got the Happy Cheese next to it, which is a more reasonably priced pub and has a better atmosphere. Um, so that's good. The only downside to the campsite this time, anyway, was no sooner had we arrived, I found a good spot to pitch the tents. And a Karen woman came over and said I couldn't camp there because someone had parked their car there. Um, it was fuck all to do with her. So we just pitched up anyway and she was pissed off. And no one turned up to park their car and she just wanted to be a pain in the arse. But the best thing was um, the next day she left and she, and, um, she was having trouble packing up her tent. Because it was one of those pop-up ones. I don't know if you've seen those. They just yeah. spring up. She was trying to fold it and she couldn't do it and it kept springing back open and it took her ages and we just sat there watched it laughed quite openly and offered her no help whatsoever fucking bitch so anyway <laughs> yeah no it was yeah that was pretty, i felt good was about that, that the highlight would you, <laughs> for you, for you oh well no that it was one of the highlights it was it felt good look at the next picture we can actually see i've got the camp set up there so you can show the next picture there Ooh, um, that's nice Amy. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. So there we go. That's where we Two stayed. tents, look um, at you, posh bastard. Mm. So that's Two good. tents, um, parasol, look at that, home yeah. from home. Two, two chairs, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <coughs> I have the bigger tent because I have my back. I have to stand up. So I oh, you weren't with a lady friend then? Um, no. So... That's why we've got separate tents, isn't it? Two tents. Yeah, yeah, you don't want two blokes in the tent. As, as exactly. Wrong, it, is. Yeah, it is. It's not right. It says so in the Bible. So, yeah. when everything's set up, we headed to Southampton 
to it's follow. Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Not Adam and Steve. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's Adam and Eve, it's not Madam and Eve. So anyway, <laughs> with everything set up, we headed to Southampton to follow in the footsteps of Titanic lookout Frederick Fleet. So then, let's have a look. Well, let's go there. This is me. Well, he, was, well, he oh. was fleet of foot to get on that, bo- get on that uh, boat, weren't he? He was, yeah. Right then. So, uh, Frederick Fleet was born on the 15th of October, 1887, in Liverpool, England. Unlike most children from Liverpool, Fleet turned down a career stealing cars or selling crack. Instead, he hopped in to have a life on the ocean waves. And in 1903... Just think if his mother had kept her legs closed, a thousand people might still be alive to this day. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, in 1903, at the age of 15, he went to... Long problems could be solved if women kept their legs closed. (laughs) (laughs) We love our women here. Mm. Yeah, we do. We got the best um, women, huge women. Yeah, yeah. huge, big, big and beautiful women, like Sharon from EastEnders. She's yeah. a big girl, isn't she? Yeah, it's I like kind of a bit weird because she's a bit big around the midriff, and she tries to hide it with like yeah. fluffy tops and that, don't she? Uh, yeah, and the, and the uprift as well. She doesn't hide that though, does she? Yeah. So park your bike in there. Anyway. <laughs> At the age of 15, Fleet went to sea to work as a cabin boy. Um, he worked his way up the career ladder to able seaman and worked for four years as a lookout on the ship RMS So he was Roger Oceani. the cabin boy and then he became Seaman Staines. Uh, he was Rogered as a cabin boy. That's why That's why then he took up the, a job as a uh, as a lookout. Yeah. Down. Ah, so sex Roger. jokes. I get that. Yeah. Seaman Staines, Roger the Cabin Boy. Uh, and his psychic swallow. I don't know, the other Captain Pugwash names, which weren't real anyway. Yeah. But anyway, as a seaman, Fleet earned £5 per month, plus an extra five shillings as for lookout duties. Well, um, he should pay April... that back. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> in, in April 1912, Fleet joined the crew of the Titanic as a lookout, along with five other watchmen. And we can have a look at him. I, I don't think there was a no ship, no fee policy for Watchmen. <laughs> yeah. No ship, no fee. You want next picture? Well, we can... Yes, have a look at him. Yeah, he looks like Dopey Chris, that... doesn't he? Bet. Yeah, well. Hmm. Right, anyway, cooking. So Fleet boarded the Titanic in Southampton on the 12th of April 1912. The ship then sailed to Cherbourg, France, and then on to Queenstown in Ireland. Uh, there were 908 crew members on the Titanic, and 724 of those were from Southampton. 685 crew members died in the disaster, and of those, 549 were from Southampton. So, and of those, one of them wasn't the fucking useless lookout. I know. Um, okay, what we'll do, if we look at the next picture there, um, Hemi, we yeah. can have a look at the next picture. See the, the, South, the Titanic docked in Southampton and see the site that um, uh, he would have been met, met by. And let's have a look yeah. at that there. So that's the side of the Titanic there on the dock in Southampton. Yeah. And uh, and then if we go to the next picture. Yeah, we're up. We can look at the next picture there. We can actually see a full frontal picture. So that's the Southampton dock there. Ooh, smoking for people who like a bit of smoking mm. porn. Basically, that's a picture of impending doom. But, um, but what does Ocean Dock look like 
day. So if we go to the next picture there, we can have a look at them. Let's have, have a look at an aerial it's view. There. It's a bit wet on the side there, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, so basically, Titanic would have been uh, it would have been docked on the on that left hand side there. So, so, but yeah, I wanted to get more of a Titanic's like a really massive ship. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah, there's uh, a recent cruise line has been uh, like what's the word commission set sail mm -hmm. whatever and it's called Spirit of the Seas and it dwarfs the Titanic. I think yeah. I think they have been doing so for quite a while, haven't they? Dwarfing the Titanic. Yeah. At the time, it was the biggest ship, only by a few inches though, because um, it was exactly the same as the it was the same as the as the Olympic. But maybe it's just I have some sort of disconnect from like. 2023 like i think of the fiat 500 as a small car and then i see it and it's it's fucking massive it's it's mm. bigger than my car and the mini yeah and you've, and you've got a jack yeah exactly and the mini yeah, the oh mini and the, the, the yeah I, I like how the, the mini's called mini when it's fucking massive <laughs> yeah how do you get four beetles in a mini uh you open up the ashtray and put john lennon in the ashtray yeah. And you can put George George Harrison in the ashtray now as well. And yeah. Ringo anyway, Starr? Um, and uh, and, and, and Paul McCartney from 1964. Yeah. Oh, so you can put all of the Beatles in it? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, so that's an aerial view there. So, um, But I wanted to get... Here's a, is a, is a question for you then. How many times <laughs> yeah, was John Lennon shot? He was shot all them times. Yoko Ono, not one fucking bullet. Jesus, why? Yeah, but you know, you could also say like uh, John F. Kennedy was shot and killed, but yeah. uh, Dick Cheney and no, who's, who's that? Henry Kissinger still alive? Yeah. Um, How can also, Henry well, Dick, Kissinger Dick Cheney still be shot alive? his mate while he was out hunting, didn't he? And then the mate had to apologise for being shot. Yeah. <laughs> That's how evil also, Dick Cheney. Uh, That's what I like about Dick Cheney. He's so fucking evil. That's how evil he is. And also, Yoko Ono was just mad, wasn't she? Whereas um, John Lennon was a fucking hypocrite. So, yeah. You know, yeah, it's not her fault. She you ever seen that picture of those two but... stood up while the maid's making the fucking bed? No, I don't think I have. Oh, there, there is, there is when you can you can find it out there. It's that it's those two stood up while the maid's making had, uh... the bed. I know she, he, I saw the clip of him sim, singing a song while she like did Bob Dylan card type things whilst he was singing and she had a sanitary towel over her eyes. Oh, I remember that. No, yeah. I don't remember well, that. You know. yeah. Anyway, okay, so the thing is, whilst doing all this, I wanted to get a more personal view of the dock. So I made it my mission to go to Ocean Dock and stand dun, dun, on the dock dun, dun, where dun, the Titanic dun, 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 was once birthed. Do, do, do. Um, do, do, do. Ready, ready to I can't believe there's seven of them. Yeah. Seven what? Mission Impossible. Mission Impossibles. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. Yeah. I just did the Mission anyway. Impossible because you said it was said about the... Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, then, so, I wanted to go there. So, let's see, then, if you go to the, um, the first video clip I've sent you, first we can see how I got on trying to get onto Ocean Dock. It was a bit windy that day, so my commentary's a bit drowned out. But if you play the... Um, Play the clip, you'll get the general oh, idea. Yeah, right, so I've put so the once we're audio should be coming through. Yeah, so, so I tried right, to get on. Run VT. Have a look. Run VT right, okay, go. so it's um Hold on, it's like that. Hold on one second. <laughs>
Yeah, so I knew this was going to happen, but... Well, it's not, it should be. It's just it re- the thing. It doesn't do it from... Yeah. Right, there I we think. go. Here we go. Here we go. Run VT. Uh, full size. Right, okay. Here we are. And just beyond those gates, we have Ocean Dock. Southampton. Uh, just beyond there. And it is in that dock where Titanic was birthed on the 10th of April, 1912, where passengers and crew boarded the vessel, and one of those crew who walked this stretch of road on that fateful day was none other than Frederick Fleet, uh, unaware uh, of the havoc he was about to cause. Um, And we can actually see a Titanic birthed. Do with me one moment. Are you still allowed to call so it a dock or do you have to call it a place of This is what uh, Titanic would have looked like there, that's the scene. The dock is still there. But yeah, so anyway, the voyage began at noon uh, on that day and um, when the Titanic, the Titanic was heading to the Cherbourg as its first stop to pick up more passengers and a few minutes after the vessel set sail an accident was uh, narrowly averted when uh, the titanic passed the moored liner uh, ss city of new york um, the huge water displacement um, caused the new york to be lifted up to the point that its mooring cable snapped and the vessel was drawn into the path of the titanic um, a nearby tugboat acted fast and was able to tow the New York away uh, as, as uh, Captain Smith ordered Titanic's engines to be put full of stern. Yeah. So the, the collision was narrowly avoided uh, by a distance of about four foot and Titanic's departure was delayed by about an hour. So some saw this incident as a bad omen and uh, what was to come and and they were right so yeah pretty good so um i did i did ask if i could uh, the security guard the security guard down there i did ask if i could go down and actually go to the dock itself and uh, have a look and take some photos but he said no and if i didn't leave the premises immediately then he would kick my head in so so there was no need for that. It's, uh, it was a bit nasty, to be honest. So quite small-minded, in fact. But anyway, however, if we just walk away... It's an average off, Tuesday for we you. just go over yeah. here. Just an interesting... Uh, interesting... So another another person that Ian's upset. Grassy verge now. Windy, hope you can hear me okay. So... So just outside the dock, we have this memorial. Go and have a look. Is he okay? April 
1912 with a loss of over 1,500 lives. Yes. And whose fault was that? We won that game. Anyway, there we go. That's uh, Ocean Dock on the Ocean Dock Titanic Black. Nice. There we go. So there we go. Yeah, it was a bit windy that day, so it was interfering with my yeah, just a bit, yeah, uh, with my commentary. And also, yeah, they wouldn't let me go on the dock, which I thought was, they said no. You could, you, you need it. You have to have a ticket to uh, get on the boat to go on the dock. So that was a bit disappointing. I couldn't. Do and that like a train station, where you can get like a dock pass. Well, I, I, maybe, but you just yeah, you need a dock pass, don't you? Yeah. you don't pay for this. This is not cheap, so I'm not paying that. So yeah. though I was unable to access Ocean Dock. Um, and do a photo comparison. I did a bit of rooting around on the internet. And I managed to find someone who did do this. So if you go to the next photo there, Hemi, we can actually see someone else doing what I wanted to do. Look at but, that. Uh, exactly. There you go. That's what I wanted well, to that do. Was but worth it didn't it, happen. It? Well, I would have liked to have done it. But um, so, had security not stopped me. I tried to walk straight through and they go, oh, what are you doing? I was like, well, I. I, I can you just let me go through there? I'm a documentary. Like, no, you... you should have said yeah. I'm a documentary filmmaker. Yeah, and then shoved your camera right in his face. I was an idiot. Like, so you stopping the pre- you stopping the freedom of the press, and you should come up. The with uniform that just went. Uniform. Are part of BBC Verify? Yeah. But anyway, interesting though. If you look at the picture there, that red bollard is actually the original one. So it was Ooh. it was still there after all these years. So Titanic actually had its mooring line. On that self same bollards would be nice to go there and see that, but it didn't. So anyway, whatever. Okay, so that was pretty hard work. So it was then time for some liquid refreshment. So we set out to find a suitable licensed premises to find a liquid lunch. Um, Oxford Street in Southampton has many bars and pubs and a good place to have a piss up. So we headed in that direction. Um, as we strolled down Oxford Street, find, trying, trying to find somewhere to have a pint or three, uh, we came across an interesting building. So let's just put the next picture up there. Uh, I mean, we'll have a quick look at that. So um, I remember that, someone that... telling me the reason he had a splash of blackcurrant with his Guinness was, mm. oh, well, if you can't uh, afford lunch, you could just put that in and now it's a complete mm. meal. Yeah. No, it is. It is, it is you, can, you can drink Guinness. Guinness with blackcurrant is a bit like a dessert, isn't it? You have a pint of Guinness as your your main course, and a pint with a fruit, a fruit uh, cordial. Well, when, dessert, I, when right? I was an animal back in the day, I used to drink Guinness Snake Bite, which is half a pint of cider oh. and half a pint of Guinness. Oh, have you ever had a black and tan? Oh, and I also used to I used to have one of those with a with a with a um, with a touch of black with a black in it as well. I, I like it, black and tan. Yeah. I used to have I used to have half a pint of. That's, that's bitter and lager, isn't it? Black and tan, or is it bitter uh, and stout? It, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, bitter and stout. Bitter and stout. I used to have half a Cronenberg in a pint glass and then top it up with with a diamond white cider, which was about seven percent. So, oh yeah, that's good stuff. Do you remember yeah. Castaway Castaway Wine Cooler, Ian? Um, no, I did not Oh shit! So, but if you had, if you had a pint of a pint glass. And you had a bottle mm. of that, and you had a bottle of diamond white. You know the little glass bottles of diamond white. And mm. you put that in a pint glass. It used to taste like lilt, and it got you really pissed. Yeah, a diamond white on itself would get you really pissed. Just, yeah, it's, uh, just, that's tramp cider, isn't it? White cider. You ever had a cheeky yeah. vimto? 
It I, doesn't I, contain any Vimto whatsoever. I did try one. I've had, a, I've had a cheeky. I've had a cheeky half, which is half a pill. Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, okay then. Anyway, back to this though. That there is the. It's called the Sailor's Home, which I passed. Oh, that's interesting. A large building which was home to sailors from Hello, sailor. 1909. 1909 to 1969, and 24 of the Titanic crew stayed there before the voyage, including the lookouts Reginald Lee and Edric Fleet. Um, both men survived the sinking, and Lee continued to reside in the sailor's home until his death a year later from pneumonia. So let's look at the next video clip there, uh, Hemi. Just got a quick pneumonia clip of the sailor's home. Um, hold yeah. on a sec, I've got to get number that number two, one so we'll have a look at that. So, I've got to get Sailor's the email first, hold on, got to go back to the start. Clip number two, Titanic number location, two, Sailor's Home. That's the one. Right, let's have a look. We'll have a look at that, show the people at home um, what I came across. Here's a building we're looking at. It's the Sailor's Home. You can see that there at the top. Is that... Is that playing? Sailors. Yeah. Home. If you have a look in Discord, if you click on the live, that will show you exactly what's in going on the screen without the delay. So the sailors could stay in there. And many of the sailors who boarded the Titanic in Southampton are staying there. Never to return. There we are. These days though. It's luxury flats. There, there we go. That's the sailor's home. There we go. Nice. Yeah, obviously, it's by the sea. It's quite windy, so it does interfere with the commentary, but you'll get the idea. Right, okay, then. So there we go. So we headed away from there looking for someone to drink, and we came across a, a suitable drinking hole to have our piss up, and it was the Grapes Pub. So if you go to the next picture there, uh, Heavy, next uh, picture, number 10, we can have a look at this place. It's quite historic. And we can see, there you go, the grapes, and there's an actual picture of the Titanic. So obviously, there's some kind of connection there. And we found out there was an interesting Titanic story related to the pub, which I shall relay to you now. So it, it goes as follows. <clears throat> On April the 6th, my birthday, that is. On April the 6th, 1912, brothers Alfred, Tom and Bertram Slade all signed up to be firemen um, on the Titanic. All were seasoned sailors. Do you want to explain what a fireman is in case people think it's It's just someone who fireman. puts coal into... Yeah. yeah, it's not someone who puts it. It's someone who keeps the fires going. But, yeah. uh, so it's people who put shoveled uh, coal into the boilers. That's who it was. So anyway, all were seasoned sailors... 25-year-old Alfred had just finished tour of duty on the Highland Glen, and Bertram, 26, and Thomas, 27, had tr transferred from the Titanic sister ship Olympic. After reporting on board... Well, they were the back Titanic, on there then, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. They were pretty good. So were they, they like, they oh, report... this looks familiar? Uh, yeah. They knew how it worked. But after reporting to board onto the Titanic at 8 a.m. on the on April uh, the 12th, the brothers, like so many of the crew, decided to pass the time before boarding um, in one of Southampton's many pubs. Slade settled themselves down in the Grapes, which we see there, a public house that was a short ward from the docks. 
At 11.15, they were joined by crewmates John um, Podesta and William Nutbean, who had been drinking elsewhere. Did you say but John decided... Podesta? That's his name, John Podesta. P-O-D-E-S. No relation. Is that your name? No, Podesta. Yeah. He's the um, he's the creepy Yankees who could could possibly have kidnapped. Um, Definitely wasn't at Comet Ping Pong's basement because they yeah. didn't have a basement. Yeah. You know, you never heard anyway. of the Podesta brothers, Ian. It rings a bell, but you know, obviously, obviously, allegedly creepy pedo, allegedly creepy pedos. Mm. Definitely weren't in a spin-off film called the Super Podesta Brothers. <laughs> Super Podesta. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, Podesta and Nutbean had been drinking elsewhere, but decided to chance one last and drink. And also, Nutbean isn't a real name. Uh, Nutbean is not name. a real. It's not a Nutbean, real name. Nutbean. Well, that's what it says here. Yeah. William Nutbean. So, anyway, the names have been about changed ten... to protect the innocent or guilty, as the about, case may be. About ten minutes to twelve, the group left the grapes to make their way to the Titanic. However, they were delayed when a passenger train heading to the docks drew up and blocked their way. It was a long train, and if the crewmates waited for it to stop, going around uh, going around it would have severely hampered their journey. The Slades, however, being quite relaxed after having a few drinks, said, oh, let the train go by. Yeah. And waited. Podesta later said uh, he heard one of the brothers uh, say this. However, Podesta and Nutbeam and a fireman from the ship decided not to chance the wait and dashed across in front of the train, um, leaving the Slade brothers behind. By the time the brothers reached the White Star dock, it was 11.59, and the gangplank was just being drawn up. Despite the fact that the brothers could have been let on, an officer in charge of the gangway refused to lower it. Um, Fucking Yeah, fucking cunt doing that. (laughs) Anyway, let them on the Titanic. Southampton docks were packed with sailors desperate for work, and when the brothers did not board, um, he had taken on new men to replace them. John Podesta and William Nutbean managed to survive the sinking. However, the men who replaced the Slade brothers did not return. The Slade brothers might, might well, have lost their I jobs. I mean, do, that you, day. do you follow the theory that the um, that that it sunk because there is a a fire started in the um, uh, the the coal set on fire, didn't it? It's one of the theories. Um, yeah, there is a theory, and there was there was a there was a um, was a fire there, um, but that was put out, and no, it it sank because it went it went to, into an iceberg at the wrong angle, basically, yeah. and it's uh, it it got five uh, no, it got six watertight compartments flooded. Had it been five, it would have stayed afloat, and that's what happened. But yeah, there was a fire on the boat, but that was common in those days, you know. Anyway, the Slade brothers might have lost their jobs that day, but they had saved their lives. So there. So if we go, we can have a look at the next uh, clip, the uh, Hemi, the next video. Yeah. Let's have a look at some footage of the Grapes Pub and see witness, see a bit of history, a bit of Titanic history oh, coming up. So it's pretty lead. good. So Grapes Pub, Remember, yeah. That's it, number three. We'll have a look at this. So it's pretty good. And run VT. Nice. Here we have the Grapes pub. There it is. And it was in this pub on the morning that the Titanic was about to depart that the Slade brothers, who were three brothers who were going to work on the Titanic as crew, 
decided to go for a that chimney looks a bit like the Titanic with its three chimneys, doesn't it? A bit of a it does, yeah. So uh, they got a bit carried away with the drinking and were late getting onto the boat and they were refused entry. So uh, that was quite unfortunate. Bit out of order considering the boat hadn't departed, but the, uh, the Slade brothers were not allowed to board. So there we have the Grapes Pub, and you can see there they got actually of the Titanic under the sign there showing their connection with the ship so yeah so without further ado let's go and have a pint in the grapes or the arse yeah. grapes let's do it <laughs> yeah the arse grapes that's piles isn't it but anyway okay then so Chow that's and Giles. So, and outside the grapes pub we can actually see a plaque on the wall go to the next picture i took a photo of this um it says the Slade brothers lucky escape and that's in the next uh, picture oh. number 11 there him as he tells the story there and uh go to the next picture and we'll see uh, a madri you're drinking a madri exactly it's a nice drop actually so whilst we were getting hammered in the grapes pub i thought i'd raise my glass for the Slade brothers who had their lives saved thanks to the grapes. So, yeah. That's actually quite nice. Do you, have you other tasted Madri? No, I had, I had quite a nice one the other day. I can't what it's mm. called now, but it was a nice also, citrusy beer. Something IPA. It's becoming more common. Mm. Coming more, well, this is a lager. But, yeah. um, and also, they, that Moretti is uh, more common. You know, that's one they're pushing at the moment. They're both quite nice drops, actually. But anyway, okay. I quite like, I'm, I'm more of an IPA, man. Yeah, like an IPA no, or, a, if, or a or a pint, yeah, pint of yeah, beer. A, a, summer, a summer's evening, a lager. Oh yeah, well, summer's got to be a strong bow in it. Exactly, um, or a diamond white. But diamond white. it's a hot summer sangria, bottle yeah. of K. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, back. three liter, three liter bottle of old English for ninety nine p in like the good old days. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And then shaped at traffic. Okay. Do, you know, so, do you know, I remember three litre bottles of booze of it? You used to be, when I was a kid, you used to be able to buy like three three litres of cider for 99p. Uh, the, the, my, one of my earliest booze memories was I was about 12 years old. My dad sent me to the Spanish uh, corner shop where I bought, it was in a carton, a one litre bottle of um, sangria for 99 pesetas. Yeah. That's not bad. Hmm. It's good sangria too. Yeah, it's a nice drop. But yeah. anyway, okay. So back to Frederick Fleet then. So anyway, yep. there were six lookouts on the Titanic who rotated um, in two-hour shifts in the crow's nest due to the extreme cold. And we can actually see. If you go to the next picture, I mean, we can actually see the crow's nest there on the, the yeah. Titanic, the actual crow's nest. And that's where Fleet um, was doing his observations and. Upon the discovery of the Titanic on the ocean floor, in recent times, we can have a look and see how the um, the, the crow's nest uh, that they discovered. So go to the next picture. There's the first image. Ooh. The next picture. Yeah, you see that it's uh, a bit it fucked there. So that was the crow's nest in 1985 when it was first discovered. And then yeah. if you go to the next picture, you can see in more recent times, the crow's, the crow's nest has practically disappeared, so it's hardly there yeah. anymore. There's a bit of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, back to the story. 
So, on the night of the 14th of April, Fleet and his fellow lookout, Reginald Lee, replaced George Simmons and Arch, Archie Jewell in the Crow's Nest. Um, they were passed the order given earlier by 2nd Officer Charles Lightholler to watch out for small ice. Uh, the night was calm and moonless, which made it difficult to spot the icebergs due to the lack of waves breaking against the base of the iceberg and reflection. Despite Fleet and his oh, right, fellow... Oh, right, the wrong location, kind of iceberg, then. Oh, typical yeah, exactly, typical yeah, British any, Rail excuse. Any excuse. They it's are, not his were, fault. They were, the wrong kind of iceberg. Yeah. There, were le- there were leaves on the ocean. There, there were leaves there. on the iceberg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone had shoved all the toilet paper down the toilet. <laughs> Anyway, I made hell of a mess in there. So, yeah. despite Fleet and his fellow lookouts repeatedly requesting binoculars, uh, they were never provided. Well, you don't know what. What do you need lookouts for when you're a, when you're a, a, exactly, a lookout? Yeah. What do you need binoculars for when you're a lookout on an on a on an yeah. ocean liner? Exactly. Health and safety. Health and safety gone mad, isn't it? What do you need eyes for if you're a lookout? <laughs> political correctness gone mad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Anyway. Is it stealth and but we safety can't just afford mad. binoculars to give them out willy-nilly. <laughs> just squint. You want, you, want, you want to borrow the one pair of binoculars for lookout stuff? No. Or do that thing where you put your thumb and forefinger in a circle and then put them yeah. in over your eyes like you would but do. You anyway. make, a, make a bog roll telescope. Captain mm. says it's my turn with the binoculars. Yeah. Anyway, this is sometimes um, attributed to the last minute. Um, anyway, wait there. despite the fact that they had um, repeated requested binoculars, they were never provided. And this is sometimes attributed to the last minute change in hierarchy of the ship when Officer David Blair was removed from the maiden voyage crew. And due to the knock on effect of Henry Tingle Wilde. Uh, being appointed as chief officer. They, these can't be re- Tingle Wild. That cannot be a real person. Here. That cannot be a real yeah. person's name. Well, they're not as bad as the names in um, in the um, UFO landing one. The, uh, oh yeah, there's like a, like a there's like a lot of like um, uh, uh, chaff. That's what I'm looking for amongst the uh, Titanic stuff. Because you remember that thing about. Oh, uh, around about the same time the Federal Reserve was founded, the opponents of the Federal Reserve were on the Titanic. Mm. Yeah. Which I thought was, well, that's that's an interesting coincidence. Exactly. And J.P. Morgan, who owned the Titanic, he was going fa- to um, sail oh, on the maiden he? voyage. Yeah, he was going to sail on the maiden voyage, but he cancelled at the last minute. So I, I didn't know who, who, he was the investor. I uh... well, was the is is the own White Star Line. So. Oh, um, right. Yeah, so he's kind of like the Bill Gates of his time with like, uh, yeah. I've released mosquitoes with dengue fever into in Florida. Exactly. Why did you do that? Uh, anyway. Because dengue fever. Exactly. But now for some strange but, reason, dengue fever's uh, a thing in Florida now for some yeah. weird reason. But, uh, just can't just can't add it all up together and figure it out. It's just crazy. I hope it makes sense. Yeah. But okay then. But on the voyage then. Anyway, um, no one had mentioned uh, where the binoculars had been located, and it's also speculated that Blair accidentally took the keys of the cabinet containing the binoculars with him. Uh, despite both inquiries into the disaster, n- um, nothing was clarified with the, why the lookouts were not provided with binoculars, although evidence, evidence suggests 
White Star Line steamers lookout did not routinely use them. Some experts say that even using binoculars, neither fleet nor Lee could have spotted the iceberg any sooner, given the conditions of the night. Well, if an and, object uh, appears larger, there's no, there's no, yeah. no chance you're actually going to see it. They soon, could have tried. They could have tried just fucking paying attention. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Ah, it's that actually... because globe earth and so yeah. even if you have binoculars you'd still see the same horizon yeah you won't be, be able to see further over. yeah they would have they would have, wouldn't have been able to see all of the all of the um iceberg would they because it would have been yeah. hidden the binoculars don't yeah. allow you to see over the horizon it yeah. just lets you see what's there in greater detail yeah yeah because and, globe it, earth. and it reduces your field of vision so yeah. But then you only need to see what's dead ahead. You don't need to see what's fucking miles away, do you? On the... But anyway, well, okay. Well, that's then. when you can scan around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in se- okay. yeah, you don't have to see it all at once. You can see it all in little chunks and add it all, add well, all can... it up to one big picture. Yeah. Anyway, we can actually see, if we look at the next picture, we can actually see the key that caused all this. So put the next picture up there. Locker, the actual locker lock- 14 through. fucked. That literally says fucked, doesn't it? And it did. Too many coincidences. Too many coincidences in this. In 2016, that key was sold at auction for 85 grand. That's not bad, is it? So. Anyway, okay. At 11:39 p.m. Did someone buy it and go back in time and give it to the lookout? It would have been an idea, but uh, 11. Anyway, 11:39 p.m. on that night. Fleet first spotted the iceberg and rang the crow's nest bell three times to warn the bridge of something ahead. And if we go to the next picture there, Henry, we can actually see what um, was ahead of him. And uh, this is the have they got a picture? Of, have they got a picture well, of the iceberg? I should go into that. So that's oh, okay. supposed to be the iceberg. So that was what Fleet failed to see uh, until it well until it was too late. Anyway, and I'm not being funny. But Stevie Wonder could have seen that. So, <laughs> how big, does anybody know? Are there any measurements like how far, how big it is across, or anything? It was just fucking big, you know. Well, yeah. I'm told Stevie Wonder drives his own car when the chauffeur's not available. Or, yeah. Or Ray Charles could Ray Charles could have seen that. Or um, have you heard that? Um, have you heard that thing that Stevie any, Wonder? Any Stevie Wonder actually uh, can see. He's just a bit he's doing. Well, yeah, that's why I'm saying he drives his car when the yeah. chauffeur's not available. Really? Yeah, yeah he, he pretends <laughs> to be blind. It, it also reminds me of Red isn't... Dwarf Line, doesn't it? It's like giving blind pew contact lenses. <laughs> Do you remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> when, is right. it Lister talking about... Is it Rimmer talking about the scutters? He says... Uh, he, really, I think Lister says, you got the scutters to help. He says, it's like, it's like giving blind pew contact lenses. Mm. Anyway, okay. Um, that photo, though, was snapped by um, the chief steward aboard the uh, the steamer Pins Elderbert, which passed the site um, just hours after the, tit- the Titanic sank on the 15th of April. Ah, I've got a question for you. Didn't the oh, Titanic yeah. sink at night? It did, but this was taken in the morning. So, anyway, so the iceberg had a streak of red paint across its side, indicating that it had been scraped by a passing ship. So, someone there we go. Put, someone could have put Go Faster stripes on it. They could have, yeah. They could have, in the middle of the Atlantic. Yeah. Um, so, Joke, and if you look jokes. at that photo there, 
The original photo of the iceberg was sold at auction in 2015 for $32,000. So the actual original photo of that there. Um, so that's not bad, is it? The bell that Frederick's fleet rang was recovered from the wreck of the Titanic. And we can actually see, if we go to the next picture, we can actually see the bell on the Titanic. If we go to the next picture there, number 18. That's the bell in its original position in the crow's nest there on the left. And we go to the next picture there. The bell that fleet rang was one of the items recovered from the wreck by grave robbers. And that's it. That's the actual original bell. The bell was recovered from the crow's nest on the ocean floor and the operation practically destroyed the crow's nest so they go down there and um, you know just basically trash the place no respect at all mm. anyway okay um, after ringing the bell fleet using the crow's nest telephone contacted the bridge it was answered by six officer james uh, paul moody who asked fleet immediately what can you see and he pronounced the infamous words iceberg right ahead warning a fucking moody big passed. iceberg yeah. But why did you tell us sooner? Anyway, Moody passed Fleet's warning to First Officer William Murdoch, who was in charge of the bridge, and after the collision, Fleet and Lee remained on duty uh, for 20, 20 more minutes. At 12am, Fleet and Lee were relieved by Alfred Frank Evans and George Hogg. Fleet went down to the, the other thing, Because the other thing they should have done was hit yeah. the iceberg head-on, wasn't it? Yeah, because they, 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 also... When the um, when Captain Smith was in charge of the Olympic and crashed that, um, it didn't sink. So a warship, yeah. which was a warship, which was designed. I mean, to you would have thought his extensive the... experience in crashing um, the the Olympic would have come in handy in in this instance. Would have been coming handy. Would have come in handy for his employers and thought, right, don't this, let this guy anywhere near the Titanic. But yeah. instead, they put him in charge. Well, they did. They put him back the fact, on the Olympic. Maybe, mm, maybe that. Maybe that was his punishment. You know, he had to, he had to yeah. drive the Olympic again. Yeah. Probably the unions were probably involved, weren't they? So yeah. anyway, okay then. So Fleet went down to the boat deck and was helped prepare to um, a lifeboat. Did he not six. go to the poop deck? Yeah. Why is a poop? Why is a poop? I, well, no. If I was on the Titanic that night, I would have just done it all in my pants. So, <laughs> second Why officer, is a poop deck anyway? I don't know. It's a bit like silly mid on at cricket, isn't it? That's yeah. sort of like that's like what is this? Someone mucking about on the pitch? Don't actually know what it is. But anyway, anyway. So, second officer Lightholler and put quartermaster Robert Hitchens in charge of the lifeboat and ordered fleet to board as well. Which I thought, well. Hang on a minute. You don't let him on a lifeboat. He's the guy that caused all this. But anyway, that's what happened. So, well, I'm oh, not we got, sure. We've got some chat that. to catch up on. Gizzy Stripe says, uh, I bought a piece of the iceberg that sank the Titanic on eBay for 50 quid. That sounds like a bargain. And Craig Wilson says he's got some plexi, plexi, plexiglass from the, from the Ocean Gate for sale. Yeah, should get a good price for it. Yeah. So... But anyway, okay. As they were lowered away, Hitchens and American socialite Margaret Brown realised that there were only two sailors, including Fleet, to man the boat, and they called for another sailor to be sent. Uh, as no able seaman was near, Canadian Colonel Arthur Godfrey uh, Puchen volunteered to join the boat. I swear to God you're that, making these names yeah. up here. No, no, that's what he said. He, <laughs> He said that he had experience in sailing, and I no, think, the names, well, the names are just beyond ridiculous. 
it was Victorian times or Edwardian times and they did have, you know, Bob Cratchit and shit like that. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that guy said he had sailing experience. I'm not sure I believe him, but he said, he, yeah, I got sailing experience, so they let him on the lifeboat. So yeah. anyway. Well, was this like the extent of job interviews back then? It's like, yeah. uh, are you a bridge builder? Uh, yeah, I've got experience yeah. doing that. All right, you're hired. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, anyway, he was on the I'm a surgeon, life. trust me. Yep, I know yeah. what I'm doing. He was ordered by Lightoller to reach the uh, boat by climbing down a rope, so he did. Okay, then. So that's where yeah, we thanks are. Thanks for that piece of information. They've, they've boarded the lifeboat. So, but where on the Titanic was lifeboat, lifeboat number six located before it was launched, I hear you ask? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, then. I can show you. So let's have a look at the next video clip. We've actually, I can actually show you this. So go to the next video clip there, please, Hemi. Oh, next video clip. Oh, yeah, not that one. No, yeah, we'll look at that in a minute. Not yet. No, we'll look at the next clip number four. Number four. So right, let's have a look four. at this. Hold on one second. This is an informative, educational. This is. So is this uh, lifeboat number six location? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, that's it's, it's all. Uh, do that. Here we go. Place then go. Uh, run VT. Nice. Right, okay. So, let's have a look. So, as we can see, we've got my own, uh, this is my own model of the Titanic. Quite nice, isn't it? Quite an accurate, accurate model. And uh, what we're going to do, we'll have a look at the actual location of lightboat number six. We're... Um, the lifeboat that uh, Frederick Fleet actually uh, was on as the Titanic sank. So let's have a look. So as we can see, we've got the, this is the port side of the boat. That's the forward port side. And we can see the row of lifeboats along the top of there. And Frederick Fleet was in lifeboat number six, which was this one here, the third one along from the front. So one, two, three. So uh, yeah, that's where he, um, that's where his life was saved. It was actually the sixth lifeboat to leave the Titanic on that night, and um, it was launched around uh, 12.40 a.m. Um, though the lifeboat had a maximum capacity of 65 people, it was actually launched with only 23 people in it, so um, lives were lost there. Um, and it was picked up at around um, 8 a.m. by the Carpathia. So yeah, so that's the uh, location of lifeboat number six. We can see there, um, nice fact. Um, but this is my only model. We can have a look at some other models. Let's see whilst we're here. Um, I've got this one here. We have a look. There we go. The ghost ship, Mary Celeste. So quite a nice... Uh, Ship did you did you have a subscription for knackered ships magazine? That one. I like and ships. Uh, what else have we got? The Loch Ness monster. There we are. Look at that one. Yeah, one. And uh, we also have the Frankenstein monster. There he is. Um. Notice I say the Frankenstein monster. Uh, that is the correct terminology, not Frankenstein, because Frankenstein was actually the scientist 
not the monster. So uh, it's like people sure keep calling vacuum right. fuse a Hoover. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. See, so yeah, if I show some some of my other models as well, I've got lots. We could sit here all night looking at them. But if you want to own your own model of Night of Number Six, you can actually buy this one. We can see there. So on the screen, I don't know whether to ask, I should, whether to ask this now or at the end. But uh, Alphabet Cat says, "Do you think Frederick Fleet was a patsy though, like Lee Harvey Oswald, Chapman, etc.?" Considering, I think mm. I, uh, to be fair, I think the captain take usually. Mm. In most media, he takes the most blame, doesn't he? The captain does. Yeah, but obviously, the obviously, you know, Fleet should have seen the iceberg. It was really his fault. I don't think uh, you know. Um, yeah, Captain Smith as well. Yeah, maybe he should have been more careful. But um, yeah, ultimately, the Fleet should have seen that iceberg sooner. Yeah. So he is the one. Don't really like the guy myself, to be honest. I've got a lot of time for him, but we'll we'll persist. But you can see that model there. This is I haven't got this model. I'd like that one. But um, that is 85 quid, if you want one of those. You can find it on eBay. That is lifeboat number six. Um, That must be fleet at the front there, doing something. But um, anyway, okay. So, once away from the sinking ship, lifeboat number six tried to reach the lights of a ship in the distance, thought to be the SS Californian. Um, Mm, How how would they know the Californian was ready to come and ready to pick them up? Mm. Yeah, the Californian couldn't give a shit, could he? Could they? But anyway, no. I thought the California, the California was trying to warn them, wasn't it? Um, no, it was the Carpathian the Calif- that was no, trying to warn them, wasn't it? No, no. The the Carpathian rescued them. The Californian did warn them. They sent them a message by radio saying, "Watch out for ice." And then, because it ice was so bad, the was it, was it, was it wasn't the actual message. Watch out for ice. Wink, wink. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the the California actually stopped. That night because there was so much ice yeah so they stopped for the night and then they did see they were about 50 miles from titanic and they did see a commotion in the distance um the radio operator actually switched off the radio about 10 minutes before titanic hit the iceberg so there was that otherwise they could have made radio contact if they'd still been working but he went to bed so no anyway, smells a bit fishy says craig wilson mm. anyway okay while Hitchens remained at the tiller, Fleet and Puchen managed the oars. Arguments and problems arose in boat number six as quartermaster Hitchens kept insulting and mistreating the rowers, including Margaret Brown and Helen Churchill Candy. Later in the night, there was an argument about whether to return for survivors, with Hitchens warning against returning for fear of being swamped by swimmers. The lifeboat finally reached the RMS Car- uh, Carpathia by 6am on Monday the 15th of April and a photo was taken of lifeboat number 6 as it approached the Carpathia so if you look at the next picture we can actually see obviously that's a model what we're looking at we're oh that's handy that someone had a, had a pho- photograph well, there's quite <laughs> a, a camera ready and surprised no one actually took photos on the Titanic you know on its voyage and during the sinking because you could you know you just kind of text Suspicious, but no one mind did. You, the cam- so they... Mind you, the, most of the cameras are probably back at their uh, quarters, weren't they? Yeah, but um, you know, because um, now you know, there's look at nine eleven. Look how many much footage of that there is. But look yeah. at you know, that's that's these pictures were taken. There's quite a few pictures of the lifeboats. That's lifeboat number six, and Fleet is the person at the front of the boat. They believe uh, bending forward there. So there we go. That's that. 
Gen so that's the general view. And also we can see Fleet in the next picture with some of the other crew that survived the sinking when they were back on dry land. So go to the next picture there. He's Henry number 22, and we can have a look at that. So there he's he is. third one in from the left, isn't he? No, yeah, he's front row, second left, looking a bit smug with himself, yeah. to be honest. And I think really he should get that smirk off his face because yeah. I'm not impressed with what he did. Um, anyway, after he had a the bad disaster... Day. He had a bad day at the office that day. Yeah, well... After the disaster, Fleet underwent two inquiries. First, the US inquiry, and secondly, the British British Wreck Commissioner's inquiry. In the United States, um, he was questioned by Senator William Alden Smith, whom he repeatedly said uh, that had they been equipped with binoculars, the disaster would not have happened. Um, before the British inquiry... Bad, bad workmen always blames the tools, don't they? Exactly. Before the British inquiry, he underwent a long examination but refused to answer many of the questions. Fleet was starting to get pissed off with all the questioning and took on a sulky demeanour and he was uncooperative and started giving stroppy answers and just generally showing off. And we can actually see a picture. If we go to the next picture there, we can see Fleet during questioning. Let's have a look. 20 grand a year to be like a fucking nubber. Number 23, let's have a look. Let's yeah. have a look. There he is. That's, that's Fleet in his inquiry. So, like that. Um, Lord Mersey, chairman of the commission, concluded Fleet's interrogation by telling him that he was grateful for his willingness to answer questions despite his weariness when responding uh, to every question. Fleet replied with a sarcastic thanks. Did he go, this is so unfair? <laughs> well, he followed this up by saying, you're not my real dad. I hate you. <laughs> this is anyway, so unfair. Um, after after the Titanic shit had died down a bit, uh, to, uh, Fleet went on to serve on the Titanic's sister ship, RMS Olympic. Was he a lookout there? The well, I think he. I'm not sure. I wouldn't have trusted him. I would have just given him some, you know, stuck him in the mail room or something. Oh no! Interested in mopping the fucking deck. Yeah. I would have sacked him. Say sorry, <laughs> you know, yeah. this is not on what you did. So Ooh, maybe, maybe anyway. he had some kind, some some kind of knowledge mm. that. Uh, anyway, and they were keeping him sweet. But he went on to work on the Olympic before leaving the White Star Line in August 1912. After noticing that the company treated those involved with the Titanic differently and were generally not very popular. Well, why the fuck? Why would mm. they? Do, why would they do that? Mm. Well. Nobody likes a ship uh, ship's uh, sinker, do they? No. I, I mean, I, mean I, I should imagine they don't exactly love people who have sunk yeah. ships. Exactly. Anyway, plagued with guilt, Fleet went on to have a hard life. Friends and family disowned him, and people would cross the street and not make eye contact with him. Boo fucking him Boo coming. fucking yeah. him. The trauma fucked him up in the head, and he suffered flashbacks from the event. He could also no longer maintain an erection, though his wife said that she had no hard feelings. Um, come on, I'll say that again. He could no. he could also no longer maintain an I erection. Did, I did laugh. Wife... Hobbit laugh. All right, give me car. That is. Come on. Anyway, okay then. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. There's my Jimmy anyway, car okay. laugh. 
For the next 24 years, fleets sailed for different shipping companies, including the Union Castle Line. Fleet served on merchant ships throughout World War One, and later he was the. Ship's I mean, I mean, putting that that CV <laughs> comes across your deck. You're, you're going to snap him up, mm. aren't you? Where have you worked? Oh, on the Titanic. Oh, this one's a keeper. <laughs> this is the best one, though. On, uh, later, he was ship's lookout again on the Olympic during the 1920s and early 30s. Oh, Christ. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Because anyway, he did such a good job the first time. It's like it's like Deering's bank re-employing Nick Leeson. Yeah. So, anyway, when he left now, that's, sea... That's a reference for the kids, uh, Ian. Uh, mm. <laughs> you know, There's about three recent. people in my audience that get that joke, I think. I thought it was generally older people who listened to this program. That's I don't know. Anyway, I suppose so. Anyway, when he left sea in 1936, he was hired by Harland and Wolf to work in the company's shipyards in Southampton, and he served again in World War Two. So yeah, they kept him on land. Um, later, closer to in retirement, Fleet experienced uh, financial difficulties and was living in his brother-in-law's house. And we can look at the next picture. We can see Fleet in his later years. Let's go to the next picture, number 24 there. Go on then. See what he looked like when he was older. Yeah. So I see that. Still got a guilty look on his face because of what he did. Yeah. So, and he supplemented his meagre income. Or rather, what he didn't do. Yeah. Well, well, he did. Well, he did, didn't he? Come on. Um, but I so mean, he, it's like his, his uh, dereliction right, of duty. Ah, oh, right, he did. Yes. Do, uh, I got you. So. Um, when he supplemented it, he supplemented his meager income by selling newspapers on the streets of Southampton. And if we look at the next picture, well, did he manage picture, to do that can... successfully? Did he? Or... Well, you can't really fail at that. We can <laughs> oh, look at the next I'd... picture. We can actually look at that. So that's Fleet there on the right of the photo, wearing glasses. Yeah, um, and he's dragged my hat. Yeah, fuck knows who the other cunt is. Um, but Fleet would often be taunted by passers-by, such as school children shouting things like, seen any icebergs lately, Fred? At him, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. <laughs> and other, other taunts, such as fuckwit, blind fucker and wanker, were also thrown his way. A UA smell. Um, exactly. And if we go to the next, uh, next picture there, we can actually see a news article at the time reporting on this. So we can have a look. Go to the next picture, number 26. Look Echo that. Man Fred sells Echo. the news he wants made. Exactly. And it's a, like they're even taunting him too and like rubbing his face in it. Yeah. So, all right. Okay, we've seen that. Let's go. Let's have another look. at. So we've got to the next picture there, number 27. Let's have a look at Frederick Fleet again, number 27. Is that, is that headline okay. on there? Is that Milk Depot with shambles after, after Fred Fleet yeah. joins? Uh, all fucking going on in Southampton, isn't it? Oh no, the the milk depot is a shambles. <laughs> so, what are we oh, going to do? Humanity. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, I I had semi. I want I wanted uh, fat free milk, and they gave me semi skinned this morning. What's yeah. going on at the depot? Absolute shambles. Anyway, but no, no. Back to this though. It's an interesting shot. All right. Okay. Okay, we're looking at that. Um, but where was? The location where Fleet was selling his newspapers, as per this photo, I is that bloke saying, "Is this even the right paper, you twat?" Yeah. Is that what he's saying to him? Yeah. yeah. 
he's been shortchanged, probably. Yeah. So, okay then. After a bit of a detective work, I found out that he sold his newspapers on a street called Poundtree Road in Southampton. I located the road on Google Maps and found that it wasn't a long road and had a park area behind it, as we can see in this photo. Yeah. If we study the photo, okay. We've got Fleet and his newspaper stand there on the right, the customer on the left. Uh, if we look behind the two men, we can see some trees. A thicker one behind the customer, jutting out above his uh, right shoulder there. Yeah. And then next to that, we've got a tree veering to the left. And then parked cars along that road. And behind and next to that we have a tree veering to the right. Yeah. And behind the trees we have parked cars, as you said. Yeah. Though the picture was taken over sixty years ago, trees don't actually change that much over time. So with the trees and the parked cars as my reference points, I made it my mission to locate the spot Edric Fleet sold his newspapers. Let's see how we get on. Run the next video clip, please. Number five. Uh, Let's right, go. Number five, right. Let's have a look and see. First, hold on. Can't wait for this. Clip number five. Uh, copy link address. Here we go. Nice. Chrome. Paste the Chrome it is. And we're Pop away. It out. There we go. Okay. There we go. We're so, here we are on Pound. Tree Lane in Southampton and um, in his later years Titanic lookout Frederick Fleet supported his meagre pension by selling newspapers from a roadside stand to uh, passers-by. Um, so I made it my mission to locate the actual spot where Fleet stood with his newspaper stand and uh, my research took me to this area. Pound Tree Road, which is where I'm stood now. Um, it's not a long stretch of road, and there's a parkland greenery located either side, so, so yeah. Now, the thing is, I stumbled upon this photo taken in the early 60s. Let's have a look. There we go. So that's Fleet there, selling newspapers to a customer. And if you look behind them, there's a rather a, there's a, a large tree behind uh, the customer. And then a little bit further down on the row of trees, there's one veering to the left, and behind that there's one veering to the right. Plus there's parked cars behind those trees. So if we look, we can actually see there. I'm going to go across. I was going to say you need to be a bit closer. As we can see. Here's the thick tree, and behind the thicker tree, there's one veering to the left, and one veering to the right. Ooh, behind there, there's some parked cars. We can just have another look there, see? This, whoops, this would be the spot, I'm sure. So, so yeah, I think this here, where I'm stood, would have been the spot that Frederick Fleet would have stood selling his newspapers not long before he died. Uh, and it's a, a very eerie feeling being stood here, but uh, location found, job done. 
Are we going to do this in one, Ian? Because I think we're only on clip five out of 20. Ah, we'll get there, yeah. We, we pick up some momentum. We can always overrun it. I think we okay. can get through it. Put, put the next picture up then. So I found the location. We can go do a scene, com yeah. a scene comparison. Picture number 28. There we go. And uh, you can see there. Obviously, the tree's a bit wider because it is 60 years later. But definitely, I think I found it. So that's good. Um, yeah, so pick up some momentum now. Anyway, what are the few pleasures that Frederick Fleet enjoyed in his later life was to drown his sorrows, pardon the pun, and get pissed up on cheap beer in the Fremantle Working Men's Club in Southampton. And if you look at the next picture, we can actually see Fleet having a pint there. Number 29, we can have a look at that. And um, there he is. Looks like he's on lookout for once, the fucking lazy Yeah, he's a bit fucking late for that, mate. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, okay, so there he is in his favourite Working Men's Club. But where... Is the Fremantle Working Men's Club as if you want it? If you, as I want to go for a pint. Is this a video or a picture? Is a it's a picture first, then a video. Okay. Never want to disappoint. I did some detective work and I found out that the Fremantle Working Men's what Club was located told. at fifty-two to fifty-four Waterloo Road, Fremantle, and we can see it there. The club is no longer open, but the building still stands. So I made it my mission to locate the building and see the place. With Frederick Fleet once drank. So let's go to the next clip, number six. It's it was this building speed. we're looking at here on Waterloo Road, Southampton, uh, which was formerly the Fremantle Working Men's Club. So uh, that's what the building was. So you can see that there. And it was uh, it was in this club in his later life that Frederick Fleet would uh, get pissed up on. Uh, the cheap booze they had on offer to try and uh, blot out the memory of what happened. So uh, we've actually got a picture. Yeah, just bear with me a moment. Yeah, we got a picture of actually a Frederick. And there we go. There's Frederick actually in the uh, club having a having a jar. A bit windy, but yeah, there he is. That's, uh, just taken in the club, and there's Frederick there and uh, having a pint or something. So yeah. So that's the. Uh, I actually fancied. Let's have a closer look at it. <laughs> so yeah, I fancied uh, popping in for a pint myself, but as you can see, the club is in. A state of disrepair. Uh, uh, maybe, yeah, I think it's actually being converted into flats. There's still work to be done there, as we can see. But no, the club is uh, is closed now. Have a look around the side. Yeah, no access there. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's closed. Just say everything. It seemed that everything that that man touched turned to shit. So let's see what we got there. But so there you have it. Here we have the Fremantle Working Men's Club, the uh, former watering hole of Titanic lookout Frederick Fleet. Nice. Yeah. There we go. Did that actually play? I'm not sure that played. Yeah, yeah. played fine. It did, did it? Yeah. It did. Okay, then because oh, I just sorry. noticed. Yeah, all right, good. I just noticed in the chat. Uh, oh right, fair enough. Uh, oh, 
twat. Shake, no. shake your shake your 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 body says shake your body says no video. No, I left the picture. I left the pic. Fucking yeah. Hell. All right, let's have a quick look then. Just uh, sorry about that, viewers. We'll have another look. It's, I'll play. Uh, I'll play that. I'll play that again on mute while you talk, Ian. Yeah. All right then. Yeah. Okay then. All right. Okay. That's yeah. It. So anyway, that's what happened. So shortly after Christmas on the. Uh, Oh, there we go. We can see uh, the yeah, three man to working men's club. Yeah, so it's working there. So shake your body. Hopefully, is uh, is uh, seeing what he wants. But yeah, I actually located the club and uh, got to see where Frederick Fleet once drank. So pretty good. So shortly after Christmas on the twenty eighth of December, nineteen sixty four, uh, Fleet's wife died. And the brother evicted him from the house. But consequently, Fleet fell into a downward spiral of depression. Um, and so, and he returned to his brother-in-law's house. You would have thought he'd have seen oh. that coming, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did he fall he into wasn't... a burning ring of fire? Yeah. But he returned to his brother-in-law's house and hanged himself. In the garden of the house on the 10th of January, 1965, age 77. So, yeah, that's unfortunate. That was how it all ended. We can just see his, uh, but... Um, I just just think, if the place was, if the house was called Gethsemane, then he would have hung himself in the garden of Gethsemane, wouldn't he? Yeah. Much like Judas. Um, he was quite popular with the women, though, because because um, he was well hung. <laughs> God. Uh, but they're yeah, get, but they're that's getting the, worse. Yeah, that's the best I could come up with. Yeah, but yeah, that's the club he used to. We watched looking at the club there that he used to drink in. Yeah, um, working men's clubs are a thing of the past these days. He, he's, this one's it's a nice building actually. Where's it? Can't have men only spaces these days. Not yeah. even in a gay bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, but that was that's like following in there. That's not locked, is it? I, I don't know, but um, the the upstairs, the windows of the upstairs did look quite new, and I think it looked like it's been it's a nice building to convert into flats. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, it was good to follow in the footsteps again of Frederick Fleet, as he he would have walked that path. Something else he's fucked up. Uh, big trial yeah. of fucking shag knackered stuff. Exactly of dog shit. Um. No. Yeah, so there we go. So if you look at the next, um, we look at the next picture there, uh, Hemi, and yep. this is the report in the newspaper um, about the tragedy, another tragedy he caused on himself. So go to picture number thirty-one. We'll have a look at that, and um, as we can see there, not that. That's the one. So Titanic lookout commits suicide. Oh, there. That's what that. Uh... Basically, it was a sad ending to a sad life. Um, Getting evicted from his house was the last straw, and Fleet could take no more. Okay, then. But, where was this house, I hear you ask? Ooh. Right then, okay. My journey then took me to a street called Norman Road, Fremantle, and it was on this street that Frederick Fleet lived in his lighter life. So it was time to locate exactly where he lived. Let's see how I got on. Play the next clip, please, Hemi, number seven. Yeah, is it it's just gonna... me? But when I hear the term Fremantle, I think, oh, yeah, the place in Australia. Uh -huh. There is a place, yeah, well, uh -huh. basically, uh, 
Which are pick number seven there. Um, Australia me. has a, an Australia does have a lot of the same names though. I used to live in uh, where, where did I live? Kings Cross, Australia. Um, Camden makes sense. Yeah, Leeb, lots of uh, Paddington. So yeah, so, here we go. Uh, Bondi. So here we are on here we uh, go. Norman Road, Southampton, and the house we are looking at there is. The uh, former home of Titanic lookout Frederick Fleet, where he, and that's where he spent his final days. That looks days. like he's been so let's, rebuilt. Uh, let's uh, have a look there. I think he even, even even his old even annoying. his old house fell down. Um, yeah. So uh, the guy was a fucking disaster. I understand the house has gone considerable reconstruction since Fred lived there, so probably looked a bit different in his day. But, uh, no, that's interesting though, isn't it? If you look there, you can see they've got a plaque there. Look out, that's just cruel, isn't it? Which says, let's have a closer look. Hopefully no one will be angry at me, but let's have a look. So there we are. Lookout Cottage with a picture of the uh, Titanic there. So uh, the owners of the house recognise that it's history. I do know he hung himself in the back garden. So, yeah. so, unfortunately, though, Frederick committed suicide in the back garden. Uh, Are they just trolling in, uh, Fred in 1965? Death, 1977. And uh, it would be good if I could actually. I can actually get to the back garden from here. Anyway, and you should have knocked on the door and said, You fucking idiots, you should know the fourth Jimmy don't speak. The, 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 the uh, game over phrases for both on YouTube. Of what is Titanic? Oh. It's one that goes, yeah. Fleet. The peaceful nice. sunset. Yeah. The maid. And there we go. So, so I found his house. So, um,. And what we can do, we can have a look. I did take a couple of photos. Go to the next photo there, Henry, number 32. We can actually see a, a still photo of the house. Go to the next one, show the viewers there. There we go, look out cottage. It has been, yeah, it has been rebuilt since um, he lived there, but he, that was where he actually... So even his old location. house fell down? Is that yeah, what we're saying? It was, his, it was his fault. Is yeah. he Frank? Is he fucking Frank Spencer or something? <laughs> if you go to the next picture, we'd actually see a closer look at that plaque there. Lookout Cottage. So that's what you say. That's what you say if you see George Michael come in. Lookout Cottage. Run away. <laughs> just, oh, just, can just, I just say, I was looking for a song by Pete Fab Sprout called I Remember When. And I thought, oh, George Michael sang that song. So I listened to every single George Michael song before realizing oh. one, I really don't like George Michael's music. And yeah. two, it wasn't sung by him. Yeah, yeah, you shit. Well, I'm, I'm glad I eventually either. figured out who it was. Prefab Sprout okay. are good. Yeah. What a mistake anyway, so and a maker. Yeah. So anyway, I thought I saw the front of the house, but ideally I wanted to see the back garden where Frederick Fleet took his own life. My visit was far from over. So as oh. I was snooping around, did you get a cup of tea? I was snooping around the uh, around Frederick Fleet's house and trying to get into the back garden when I came across an interesting sight in the street behind. If you play the next clip, number eight, please, Hemi. We're gonna oh, God, I'll, dr I'll, dr 
Um, content warning, I should imagine for this. I don't know what Ian's. I don't know what Ian's found there. Well, no, it's fine. Public view. So yeah, it should be good. So go into the next uh, interest. We do. We do not condone condone breaking and entering, trespass, or anything that Ian's done. (laughs) Even if it's really fun. Yeah, even if it's fun. This is interesting. I'm just playing in the street behind Frederick Fleet's house, and there's another house here. If we have a look with a plaque on it. It says, let's have a look. I've seen a car, there's no one in. It says, William. William oh. F. Kingscote, steward first class aboard the Titanic, who perished in the 1912 disaster, lived here. So, there you go. Another bit of. Uh, Bit of I don't think they should. We should do some sort of fanfic Titanic film where it's um, where nice. Fred Fred does away with King's coat because I don't know he he's cat shit on his lawn or something. Where they just fall out. Yeah, yeah, interesting though. There's another one there. So that's what I found there. I stumbled across the house of another Titanic victim by mistake. William Ford King's coat, forty-three, who was first-class steward, re- receiving a monthly wage of three pounds. And 15 shillings. Kingscote died in the sinking of the Titanic. His body, if recovered, was never identified. Oh. No, okay, that was good. Yeah, so that was good. However, whilst I was filming right. that house, right? Yeah. An angry resident approached me and told me to stop filming people's houses, and then he got quite aggressive with me. So I left. Alright? I should have done the audit but, thing on him. You're watching those audit yeah. videos. Yeah, and they were a complete pain in the arse. Anyway, never one to be deterred. I was determined to get some film of where Frederick Fleet committed suicide. So later in the day, I returned, and there was no one around. My chance, and got some footage. So, uh, Hemi, if you'd clear the next clip. This is, nine, uh, this is uh, Steve Felton areas we're going mm. into now, isn't it? Yeah. Let's see how I got on. Play clip number nine. Let's see. Here we go. Run right, so what I've done we're going. is... I'm in the back of Frederick Fleet's house, and you can see there. Again, we don't condone trespass. Where he committed suicide. I came here earlier today, but there was an angry resident approached me and said that he would beat me up if I didn't fuck off. So, uh, so I left. But uh, I'm back now, and uh, there's no one around. So, uh, as we can see back of the houses there and yeah, and yeah it would be weird that, weird that, weird that is it's the mentional lizard so said this is a recurring theme with these investigations there. yeah I think Ian's the just got one of those faces so so yeah that's, what that's a decent garden why don't they tidy the fucker up lazy cunts oh fuck he's back oh shit is that really him he's back did you yeah, leg it yeah, I actually, he's going to punch me. What's he? <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay, I did manage some... I got some footage there, but uh, obviously my videos were cut short and things were getting a bit risky there. That guy came over again and he wanted to punch me. So, but though I better not come back. So, But you get the idea with that. Um, yeah. Luckily, though, um, um, I did manage to see the garden... When um, 
when I did, uh, I was checking online and uh, to do some research, bordering on obsession in the end, and I found the house on Zoopla. So um, if you show the next picture there, please, Hemi, picture yeah. number 34, you can actually see the house there on Zoopla. And uh, what we've got there... That's been quite heavily remodelled, isn't it? That yeah, and you can actually see in the bottom left, you can actually see the sink that Frederick Fleet once pissed in, because he was probably a sink pisser as well, the yeah. Cobbit. So it's a recently converted uh, three-up, two-down with a loft conversion, spacious garden and outhouse. And it sold for in January of this year for uh, 275000 um, Zoopla did have a number of pictures of the house, including some of the garden. Go to the next picture. Let's have a look. Yeah. You can actually see where Frederick Fleet um, killed himself, unfortunately. But oh, that room to be hanging yourself around there, is there? Yeah, so the it boy would have been somewhere well. in that area. He ended it all. Probably looks a bit different these days. Yeah. And in the next picture there, for the next picture, number 36, and we can see a view looking down the garden. Yeah. And if you look at that there, that was probably the last thing that Frederick Fleet ever saw. Unless yeah. it, unless he was spinning on the rope, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Fleet was buried in a pauper's grave at Hollybrook Cemetery in Southampton. And uh, this grave remained unmarked until 1993, um, when a headstone bearing and engraving of the Titanic was erected. Uh, through domination. What year was the James the Cameron film? That was 96, wasn't it? 97, yeah, 97. 97. So it was released. So um, so anyway, a, tit a Titanic headstone was erected at his grave by the Titanic Historical Society. The only Titanic erection he'd ever had, am I right? Yeah, well, his wife said she had no hard feelings. <laughs> um, why did that get a better laugh now than it did earlier? I don't understand. I don't know. But, okay. Now it's time for the money shot. This is what we came for. I made it my mission to locate the grave of Frederick Fleet. So I headed to Hollybrook Cemetery in Southampton. Let's see how we got on. Play the next clip, please, uh, Hemi. Number 10. Yeah, just Number doing 10. it. Number 10. Let's have a look at that. Let's have a look. Here we go. Here we go. Mm -hmm. There All he right. is. So here we are in Hollybrook Cemetery, Southampton. And what's this we've got? Let's go and have a look. So there, the final resting place of Titanic lookout, Frederick Fleet. So let's have a look at his grave then. Here we go, that's where he's buried. There. Um, Fleet was originally buried in an unmarked pauper's grave, but uh, that was rectified he's lucky in to be in a church 1993 yard. when the Titanic Historical Society paid for this gravestone uh, to mark his burial place, which was a nice gesture. Let's go and uh, have a closer look now, see what we got. And Frederick Fleet, look out, 1887 to 1965. Uh, RMS Titanic. So, yeah, there we go. After the disaster, Fleet said that if he had had binoculars, uh, on that fateful night, then he would have seen the iceberg. So, but, uh, and uh, he would have seen the iceberg sooner and the collision would have been avoided. So the binoculars that the lookout should have had uh, that night were locked away in a cabinet. Um, 
at the time of the collision. Uh, Titanic's second officer, David Blair, was in possession of the key to the cabinet. Uh, but fortunately for Blair, he was replaced by a more experienced second officer when the ship was berthed in Southampton. Um, Blair vacated the ship but accidentally took the key with him, leaving lookouts with no access to binoculars uh, unable to see the iceberg until it was too late. So, uh, so instead of flowers uh, for, uh, for the grave, I've actually done, actually got a pair of binoculars here that we can give to Frederick and there we go. Put those <laughs> on there. Fucking troll. <laughs> Hopefully trolling the dead. See the iceberg with those. So uh, there we are. Better late than never. Yeah so there we go. Hopefully yeah. he appreciates that now. So those they were only a cheap nice. pair. Well they're only about a hundred years too late anyway. <laughs> yeah and also those those cost a pound those binoculars whereas I've got my my personal pair cost me thirty quid. So, pretty good. Oh no, yeah, nice. So there we go. We've seen the final resting place of Frederick Fleet in Hollybrook Cemetery and um paid homage to him. And that was my journey. Um the end of the journey as I followed in the footsteps of Frederick Fleet. However, as I walked through the graveyard back to my car, I came across a bonus grave. So, um, Emmy, let's just look at the next picture, number 37. Oh, next picture first. Bonus grave? Is that like a new yeah, KFC yeah, special? A Brucey, a Brucey bonus. We'll have a look at the next picture, number 37. Uh -huh. This is the bonus grave. Whilst I was in, just came across this whilst I was, there we go. That's right. Bonus grave or days. boners grave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From the days when it was okay to commit sexual assault, um, none other than sexual pervert Benny Hill is buried in the same cemetery. Oh, as we're Benny still Hill. living in the era where it's okay to commit sexual assault if you're yeah, from yeah. Uh, uh, a minority. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So anyway, pretty good. Go on to the next clip, number 11. We'll have a look at... The final resting place of Benny Hill. Wasn't expecting this. We'll have a look anyway while we're there. So, well, you never know, do you? The next yeah, number 11. Apparently, apparently he, he, did, he died quite upset, didn't he? Because uh, Ben Elton decided he was going to try and ru gonna ruin his fucking legacy, mm. didn't he? Probably was right. a bit dated, though. So we're still in uh, Hollybrook. Yeah, it's still uh, quite funny. Cemetery. Though, not a Titanic grave. Um, it, was, it wasn't funny. It's in the same graveyard as Frederick ben Fleet, so I thought we would have a look whilst we were here. None other than the legendary TV funny man and sexual pervert Benny Hill. Let's have a look. There we go. The grave there. Born Alf Alfred Hawthorne Hill. So it should have been Freddie Hill. For many years, his quirky characters and his light-hearted approach to rape gave him a special place in the public's heart. The Benny Hill show ran on TV for many years, but in 1989, TV bosses cancelled the show when they realised that sexual assault wasn't that amusing. So, there we go. The grave. Benny Hill. Nice. 
Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, that's just a, that got a bit sidetracked there, but I was a bit, bit starstruck in the cemetery. Um, okay, so, interestingly, over 300 dead bodies were recovered after the sinking of the Titanic, and none of them are buried in Southampton. They were all either buried at sea or buried in Canada. There are a number of graves of Titanic survivors around the in various... Canada? Can you see that because picture in the bottom they... left? It's Benny Hill on the <laughs> Benny Hill black, uh, yeah. blacked up as well. Right. The destination <laughs> of the Titanic was New York. We've set off an algorithm. The yeah. destination of the Titanic was New York had it not sank. But as it sank, they had to recover the dead bodies that they could find and take them somewhere, which happened to be Canada. So, anyway. Oh, there's plenty of land for graveyards in Canada. Uh, well, there's a number of graves of Titanic survivors around the various. Um, cemeteries of Southampton. I like suppose it depends whether the family's mm. had enough money to repatriate mm. the bodies, I suppose. Well, it's just a case you couldn't, you know, they had to leave them there. Um, and the names of victims are added to existing family graves, but no actual victims are buried there. Ah, uh, right. So, okay. you with me? Um, I would have liked to visit some more graves, but time ran out and I had a camping holiday to enjoy rather than hang around graveyards. And uh, snoop around people's heads. He didn't want to be like so. Jimmy Jimmy Savile hanging mm. around the graveyards, did yes, you? Yes, exactly. And if I filmed any more graves, we'd be sat here all fucking night. So, anyway, yeah. let's move on. What I did find, though, as I followed in the footsteps of Frederick Fleet, was a number of Titanic memorials around Southampton. So we can have a look at a few of them now. Um, yeah, ready like to go. Okay, first memorial I came across was the Engineer's Memorial. In memory of the Titanic engineers, none of whom survived. Yeah, so kick it off. Let's have so a look. So here we are in Southampton, and we're looking at the Titanic engineers memorial. What's that angel got in her hands? It looks like she's got twin, twin uh, fucking memorial. pistols in her hands. Looks like it's something out of a John Woo film. Two of the engineers who perished that night, and no doubt an angel. Oh, Reef. Seeing over them. Let's have a look. He's got Jim Gallagher. It says. To the memory of the engineer officers of the RMS Titanic who showed their. Uh, can't read that, it's a bit faded, but. That's uh, my conception of duty. Anyway. It's my conception uh, of duty, Ian. I can't quite either side. Yeah, something like that. The, uh, they died. Who perished on that April night. Yeah, near the old days. The Titanic Engineers Memorial. Pretty good though, right? Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, We're doing the next one after this. Yeah, so what we'll do, just a short distance from the Engineers Memorial, I came across the Titanic Musicians Memorial. Yeah, in memory of the Titanic musicians who foolishly played music. Alright, so we're yeah, in Southampton and we're looking at we the same quite noble about playing music in dire circumstances. As the ship was sinking that night, the musicians um, 
rather than getting into a lifeboat, like I would have done, they decided to uh, start playing music. Not sure why, but um, yeah, they all perished that night. So, uh, and so this is, whoops, someone's, someone's doing a wheel spin behind me. But um, so yeah, so there we are, that's the uh, lists uh, the musicians there. W. Hartley was the uh, the leader of the band, so I'm not sure if it was his idea to play on. Um, but if he asked me to play on that night, I would have told him where to go. So there we are. That's the uh, Titanic Musicians uh, Memorial. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, Anita said, "Well, you've missed all the fucking lifeboats. <laughs> right? You might as well play an instrument, you twat." That's what yeah, he well, said to yeah. you. I'm going to go and lie on a door then. But anyway, okay, the next <laughs> memorial. Um, next one, next up is the Titanic Crew Memorial in memory of the crew members. Yeah, you missed a bit there, Ian. You should have uh, somehow put Benny, Benny Hill, the Benny Hill music over you running away from yeah. that uh, bloke who was going to beat you R- up. Ripping, ripping women's skirts off in a, in a park. Yeah. Right. So we go to the next memorial. We'll have a look at that. The Titanic Crew Memorial. Let's have a look at that. And this is uh, in memory of the crew members of the ship. We never made it. Why is that one behind bars? Because um kept getting vandalized in the factory. Right. Here we are in Southampton. At the Titanic the crew. Yeah, yeah it's playing. Let's go and have a look. Let's have a look. Here. Built in nineteen fifteen. After the disaster of course. there and originally there was actually a fountain but after it was built they thought having a fountain when you look at the nature of the disaster was probably a bad idea so they, no longer <laughs> they should have thought that before they made, made it before they yeah made they didn't that think that's true did they the titanic crew memorial nice They could have done it as a floating sculpture, couldn't they? Yeah, they could have done. Just one more memorial to see. We'll see the next one. Um, so, what's uh, the Steve? An unusual. Well, the Stevedore were tasked. They were they were um, tasked with uh, loading and unloading cargo on to okay, um, so, uh, uh, Great Ocean. Here we are on Hollywood Road. Hollywood in Southampton, and I'm looking at the Titanic Stevedore statue. Uh, built in 2009, it's quite a recent one there. Uh, Steve Doors were charged with loading and unloading cargo from the Titanic, so uh, it's only fitting that they've got their memorial. Uh, quite unique and eye-catching, isn't it? It's very nice, that. It's a shame, though, that they've built the Titanic Steve Doors statue front of what looks like was a complete shithole. So let's have a look. There is another um, another uh, memorial just around the corner here. We'll have a quick look at this one too. Uh, again, I don't quite understand. Look at it. it. Smells of cannabis. <laughs> Christ. So let's have a look. Someone is smoking strong shit round here. But let's have a look at this one here. Uh, so there we go. Another 
memorial there to the Titanic stevedore, which uh, yeah, on the side of the the uh, Holly Road House estate. So yeah. Oh, I think I, I nice think I know that. I think I know what nice. you had for Fraser now. The next clip is mm -hmm. it? Yeah, it's a shame he's not here. But yeah. um, what we're going to do then? So you see some memorials, pretty good. There's Southampton's got lots of those. It's just a couple. Um, so okay then, okay. Um, with all this information about Frederick Fleet and the Titanic, it leaves us with many unanswered questions. Are you going uh, to attempt to answer these questions, Ian? Well, the only way to get answers would be to speak to the man himself. Um, but um, thus far, or for fourteen words, I have tried to get interviews with Tim Dinsdale's daughter, Steve Feltham, and Gerwin Price. I failed on all occasions. I've successfully interviewed you, you, you no did one. Get, you did get a comment from Steve Feltham, so it wasn't a complete... He yeah, knows who yeah, you are yeah. now. Well, actually, you're quite lucky yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't he know doesn't, who you are. He doesn't like me. <laughs> I'm not one to give up easily. And my next target for an interview was with Titanic lookout Frederick Fleet. So, basically, I get knocked down, but I get up again. It's, uh, you know... You'll never keep my me down. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not good at anything, but I'm persistent. Do you drink a, drink a whiskey drink? Do you drink a away. Okay. You drink to seeing the good mm. times, drinks to mind you the sad times. Oh, Danny boy. Yeah. Exactly. How can it be possible, though, to interview Frederick Fleet with him being dead and all that? Well, there is a way. And, and you, hopefully like, Fraser is watching. You like the Silla Black of 14 words, Ian. Exactly. Let's go to the next clip. Let's yeah. see if we can speak. Uh, um, Frederick Fleet, play. Let's see what okay. happens. So today we visited some of the key sites as we followed in the footsteps of Frederick Fleet including the location of his unfortunate death. Now, through the medium of the Ouija board, we are going to try and make contact with the spirit of Frederick Fried. So, let's focus our energies and put our hands on the board. And we will ask... Is Frederick that you in the white trousers, Liam? can make contact. So let's begin. Yeah, I, I like white trousers, yes. I would, I, would have thought, I would have thought the amount you drink white oh. trousers is not a very good idea. Frederick, are you there? Move the planchette to show us your uh, presence, if you are there, Frederick, or any other spirits. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to just put your finger on it. You're not even doing it properly, Ian. Frederick, Fleet, whatever. There. It should work anyway. Have you got a message for us from the afterlife? You've got to turn it on for it's it to cold work. It's on the night of the disaster. You try turn it Please off. tell us. You try turn it on and off again, Ian. Turn it off and on again. How many people were in your lifeboat? Please, tell us how many. Would these have been any use for you on that night? Huh? <laughs> no? Nothing? Have you got one lens cap on those binoculars? Oh, maybe. They're expensive, so I'd like to keep them covered. 
Did you? Yeah, you only put one on. No. Did you encounter any hardships after you referred, returned from the disaster? Please tell us. Yes or no. You're supposed to use that with caution, Ian, not abandon. He's engaged. Mm. Do you regret choosing a career as a seaman? Were there a lot of bad vibes in boat number six? of what happened or is it just a load of wank? Come on! Imagine you're that woman, you've had your family yeah, and everything you. and you still get tingles for a boy that drowned decades you've been, ago. You've been Steve Feltham by the dead, Ian. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah, that's um, conclusive didn't have proof. Luck yeah, well, I don't know. The spirits weren't there that day. Didn't have any luck there. So what we, so, so basically, um, yeah, there was maybe I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't work. It didn't work. So the question we must ask, though, after looking at the Titanic disaster and the submarine incidents, is um, basically, um, is there another way of contacting them? So. We tried the medium of the Ouija board, but we failed and we weren't ready to give up. The Ouija board is just one method of contacting the dead, so we, then, we next tried to contact Frederick Fleet via the more modern method right, okay. of the electronic so we failed spirit box. To oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, we failed to contact Frederick Fleet via the means of the, uh, the, uh, the Ouija board. However, all is not lost as we're now going to try and contact him using modern technology in the form of the spirit box. This is what we have here, so let's see what happens then. Let's just put it in there on DEA with. There we go, coming through there. Hope we can hear that okay. Okay, Frederick, can you, can you speak to us through the spirit box? <laughs> there was something. Something there. Something just... Frederick, are you there? Can you speak to us through the spirit box, please? It was, it was almost a hint of a presence, wasn't it? Turn it up a bit. I think, I think he's trying to come through from the other side. Mm. Can you uh, let us know, Frederick, if you're there? Turn up a bit, maybe. Huh? On the spirit box. I figured it out, Ian. You're not doing it at night in the dark. Yeah, Just seem to be getting interference. Frederick, uh, could you speak to us, please? Over the airwaves. He's too busy looking out in the afterlife, Ian.
got a message from the chat. This is spooky. You've been absolutely oh. felt them, Ian. Mm. I don't trust these devices. Yeah, so anyway, that was no luck there either. So anyway, okay, so we failed again to interview uh, someone. This is oh, so you tried, a, you tried a psychic next then? Mm, I don't know. Maybe psych, maybe find someone next less less um, less famous. But anyway, the question we must ask after looking at the Titanic disaster and the recent submarine incident is: How could the victims be forewarned of the impending doom and avoid death. Uh, the most prominent prediction of the Titanic disaster was the, the 1898 novella Futility, written by Morgan Robertson. The story tells of the biggest ship in the world sailing across the Atlantic. It hits an iceberg and sinks, causing much deaths, and it didn't have enough lifeboats. The ship in the book was called the Titan. So the name was more or less the same. Uh, the book was published 14 years before the Titanic disaster, causing many to believe that the author was psychic. And I covered this in more detail in the previous Titanic um, episode on 14 words. And we can actually see, if you show the next picture, number 38 there, uh, Henry, we can actually yeah. see an, a copy, uh, you know, a picture of the uh, book there. Um, additionally, um, the Ocean Gate submarine was called the Titan. Um, so could Morgan Robertson also have foretold? He could also have foretold that disaster as well. The, oh, the submarine Titan didn't hit an iceberg, and it just imploded because it was shit. So, and what other ways were there for the passengers of the Titanic uh, to see into the future? Um, well, during my visit to Southampton, I paid a visit to the Sea City Museum, which catalogues the city's nautical history and has a dedicated exhibition to the Titanic. Interestingly, though, next to the museum gift shop are a selection of early 20th century fortune telling machines, the type of machine that passengers of the Titanic would have had access to prior to their voyage. Is this voyage going to go well? Mm. Could these machines have exactly could the machines have forewarned them of their pending disaster yeah. probably not they're just a con however this didn't stop me from having my fortune taken by the machines play the next clip let's see how i got on all right here we go so i'm gonna have my fortune told by the gypsy She is. Hmm. Let's have a go then. Date of birth is April. 
done that before you put 15 in. Yeah, a bit of a rip off to do with them. Is the gypsy going to offer to tie Is that an early sex drive, robot? Perhaps? She's got the uh, she's got the uh, thing, oh, thing, ready, thing down pattern, she. That's what we've got. Let's see. What just throws spits gobs it out onto the floor? Yeah. <coughs> For several years now, the stars which govern your life have been moving towards a position which will grant you happiness beyond your wildest dreams. This will happen uh, next Thursday, which is uh, tomorrow. You will be waiting for a bus. No, next Thursday. When a golden coach drawn by six white horses will pull up. Prince Charles and Camilla will get out and offer you a lift. Pretend you look surprised. Hmm, bollocks. Yeah, okay, that was one of them. So let's just play the next clip there, number 19. We'll have a look at the, see if I had any better luck on the next fortune telling machine. Let's have a look. Right, let's have let's a look see at what happens. Then. Yeah, maybe something more accurate. I didn't, I haven't met Camilla and Charles yet, so. Right, yeah. let's have a look at this one. Scientific automatic palmistry. Palmistry, this should let's be Let's have a look then. Maybe we'll have more luck with this. Let's have a look. So. Right, here goes nothing. Place your palm down here. I'm doing the vibrations actually. Let's see what they've got. A nice machine, isn't it? Yeah, it's a nice sensation actually. Still reason. Read your car. Uh -huh. This should be more accurate now. Right, let's see what it says. Your hand denotes ideas and thoughts of no common order, and with presence, perseverance, these will bring you distinction. You possess a well-developed intellect and are ambitious. Your fondness for company and making friends results in intriguing and no doubt torrid love you affairs. Dirty includes not me. your inclination will uh, ever wilder indulgences will be held in check by sheer willpower. She's got got your and number, she knows you like a finger in the bum during sex is paramount. Yeah. Music will be your solace. Hmm. More bullshit. Yeah, well, here we go. Not having much luck with these machines. Let's just play the last uh, clip there, number 20 on the machines. Go on then. Yeah, number okay. 20. See if I've any luck on the last. Yeah, you need it. Yeah, uh, yeah. You yeah, may crouch down to a surface when a notorious uh, bank robber dashes from a bank with a stolen, with stolen cash. He falls over you and is caught by the police. The bank's insurance pays you a huge, a huge reward and you and uh, Princess Anne will um, give you a medal. You'll buy a big house, but unsure where the 
it with the um, company that's paid so many rewards. It's greatest, it's likely days. What? I can't even read that. Your house burns down, making it's paid so many rewards, it goes bust. To uh, avert this, you have to wear slip on shoes. Um, hmm. I'm not okay, actually that's sure, that's quite specific, but um, yeah, um, just more bollocks. Yeah, so my house hasn't burnt down, I don't wear slip-on shoes, so yeah, a bit disappointing. I couldn't get, you know, something right from these machines, um, but you have to have a go, you know, it's there. Okay, we'll just finish, we'll just round up now. So, Oh, Craig, Craig heard something from the spirit box. He said, I thought I heard him say, after taking the piss with the binos, you can fuck right off. Yeah, exactly. Um, I never heard that. But anyway, okay. Well, you weren't listening, that's why. Yeah. Okay, so, whenever I embark on a Fortean road trip, such as this, I like to find an abandoned building to do some urban exploring. If you remember my last time. last time, didn't you? I did, yeah. From, from oh, last no, year. you really I don't want to go in there. Yeah, I, I do. I discovered. I just well, put it on pause. We'll just uh, do a bit of background. I discovered the abandoned house of Jimmy Savile, much loved DJ, and had a nose around. Unfortunately, there were people living in Frederick Fleet's house, so I couldn't go in there and start walking about filming. However, what I did find, the best I could do near the campsite in the New Forest, was an abandoned caravan on the side of the road. So I decided to go and have a look around and see what I could find. Let's have a look. Play the clip, please. See what we got. Let's see what we got. Spooky. Can't yeah, find an abandoned building to explore, but what we have found is an abandoned caravan. Let's have a look. You know, Pikey's so, pooping though. Isn't what they? we got here? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe haunted. We'll see. It's smashed in there. Yeah. Let's go and have a look inside then. See what we've got. All the soft furnishings are gone, aren't they? Oh, fuck. Well, you start wobbling around when you got in there. I'm not going to go in there. Yeah. Wasn't very stable. But yeah. who could have left this now who would live in a house like this yeah. look at the uh, curtains fucking vandal Great look at that down. Yeah. are you there sydney so, yeah interesting coppers are after interesting, you interesting that okay well, there we go that's the best i can do those so yeah pretty good nice so so, and that was where my journey ended, uh, as I followed in the footsteps of Titanic lookout Frederick Fleet. So my journey started with an angry Karen, and it finished with an abandoned Karen van, Karen van, Karen van. Karen van. Yeah. There you go, not bad, eh? Pretty good. Yeah. All done. Spooky. At last, we overran a bit, but, you know, so what? It was, like, it was like most haunted. It, I was yeah. pooping myself. I'm not fucking working tomorrow anyway, so... But yeah, so it's good. Alright, that's alright then. 
Robert, do you want to do unexplained histories, or is it? Are we going to? Oh, we well, penalty it? time means you know the, the uh, that will wait for another week. Yeah, cool. We'll let it build up. It's good to it's good to be back, and I'll be back soon. Ah, nice one. Uh, so that's uh, stay spooky. Say goodnight, Hobbit. Ooh. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, good night, all. Oh, not to be. Don't have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs>